0: Hello and welcome back to a brand new episode of the Pick Aside podcast. My name is Joel Moran and I'm here with River Brown, Angie Velez. And this is now episode 172. In this episode, we are going to draft our own 25 players under 25 and preview the first round of the NBA playoffs. A quick YouTube member and Patreon shout out to Danko Corrupt. Matthew Jimenez, Travis, Drew's the GOAT, Holmes, Nyree, your boy Nick, Pimp Chimpin, Jake the Snake, Corrupt, G Bug, Kobe, Dylan, Afosa, Mason, Rico the One, Gentile Drew, Cade MVP, Mark, SP Vorzy Shot, Jordan What, Evan, Dylan, Joel is the GOAT, Mayo, Andre, Matthew, Peter, Daniel, Ben, William, Ruthless Rootster, Sensei Stevie, Joel B, SA Crimes, Kevin S, Eagle Dollar, Tizzy, Corey, Get Funkoed, Dylan, Playboy Dom, Orlando, Big Chuck, Michael, Greg Cole, Liam, T Grove 17, Tua Sucks on Ka, Ryan, Epic Lankiness, Aaron, It's Black Ace, Anthony, BJ, PJs, Langston, Jazzy Juice, Johannes, Ruben, Dave, Muffins, John, Sean, Burner Hoops, Court Cousins, P. Dot, George, Hikari, Mateen, and J. Aqua.
1: Good old J. Aqua. Let's do it, boys. I feel like I haven't been here in like two weeks. For real, man. Get back in the lab. Start grinding. What you been on, bro?
0: Yeah, how was your date, man? <laughs> Why didn't you answer the question? Because <laughs> he knows, bro. He, he's like, not
1: on right timing. You got to get on right timing, bro.
0: If you guys couldn't hear, I have the sniffles right now. My allergies are kicking in. It's I've got to do the show there. because Facts. tomorrow the playoffs start and I want to spend go. the day watching is the your, playoffs. Is your team playing tomorrow? Um the Timberwolves. No, no, your I team. I believe they are. No, your team. Who's my team? The Knicks. Oh. They're not playing. That's an obvious question. They that's, on an obvious, Sunday? that's an obvious answer. Oh, is your Lakers mm. playing tomorrow?
1: I was hoping that I would evade this interaction between you two. Unfortunately, it's just not. been a while
2: since my Bulls has been here. Okay. So, you know, I just All feel right. Like, All feels right. Feels good. Fair. You know, it feels good to finally be back in the situation uh, it's you know, gonna to be a first exit. exactly. Yeah, you were last year. So you know, <laughs> you felt good.
0: We didn't have the expectations. Oh, really? To win the series. <laughs> Oh, we didn't have the expectation Before the season To be one of the better teams In the Eastern Conference Did we have those expectations? No we yes. did Yes A lot of people picked the Bulls To, to be a the sixth top seed No A lot of people pe- A lot true. of people picked That's the Bulls yeah. To be one of the top Top teams I thought, I thought
2: Pick a side was A stray away from the media We made our own takes Like we did our own thing Like that And according to That's this right. table You did not Have us As one of the best teams in the East No you yeah, had Yeah because
0: I was I was right about you guys Oh so why, But why'd you We're playing the Bucks?
1: What can you do about that? Can you do about that?
0: What teams were you going to beat? I mean,
2: we wouldn't have lost 4 1 to the
0: Hawks. I'll tell you that. Well, the, you had to get the first seed. You lose to Miami. You'd lose to Boston. You lose to Milwaukee. Not a lot of teams are beating. Those,
1: in those are the only three teams I look at and be like, well, let's, let's, losing, let's
0: ask this better question.
2: Plug out, let's take your team from last year and put it in this. Who are you beating? Who are you
0: like? <laughs> probably nobody. <laughs> oh, okay. But we don't have two All Stars on our actually, three All Stars on our team.
2: Who's the third? Voods? You
0: have three all-stars on your team. Who's the third? St. Vucevic. You're casual. casual. Rosen, Zach, <laughs> Levine. I'm going to start Vucevic, that. <laughs> You're casual. You're welcome. He
2: ain't even no, no all-stars. Are
0: we going to be NBA Twitter now? Like just calling, calling, calling each other casuals I'm in. On, the, on the podcast? I'm in.
2: I feel like it's only necessary when it's needed. Uh, you might get that a lot over okay. the next month to some change.
1: That's why I sit across this table from you. Because I can take it. You know what I mean?
0: Like the Rick Carlisle take?
1: <laughs> casual.
0: That was a casual moment
1: <laughs> That wasn't casual That was me actually Knowing ball And really thinking You know what This guy Rick Carlisle Has a history of being A good coach Comes to a new environment Let's see if he Changes things up Wow Things didn't happen that way Happens Injuries Played a factor
0: What can you do you
2: honestly <laughs> believe The Pacers were fully healthy <laughs> They were going to make it Rick Carlisle only you had That not. one
0: season With Dallas though <laughs> The one the championship <laughs> but He was thinking no, about that but just they, went, now. they went back to
1: They were in the finals Against Miami
0: That was in 06. 06 yeah. He wasn't the coach Who's the coach? Avery Johnson.
1: Yikes! Was
2: he casual? That casual was a casual guy. move right. right there. Let's
0: see. Was he? <laughs> it might have been him or Dwayne Casey. That was one of those, bro. I don't think it I was, was Casey. I know it was. Avery, I'm pretty sure it was, it was Avery Johnson. It was, it was, Avery, Johnson. It was Avery. It was definitely Avery. It was Avery Johnson.
1: Let's see. Definitely Avery wasn't Rick. Avery Johnson yeah. It wasn't yeah. Rick though. Ooh. You're right. Rick actually won the
0: title. Ooh. Yeah. Yeah. But then after he like miss, he didn't miss the playoffs to Dallas for like the next seven years. They were mid. <laughs> yeah. They lost. No, they made it the next year with Monte. Yeah.
2: DC, we hit that game win against the Spurs. Facts. That was a good
0: game no, but I'm just saying, like Rick Carlisle had that one year, and then like, but it was just a,
2: you just were doing things to do things. Exactly. that's all that, that was. It
0: is of course being random. This is gonna be a great show. Before we get into our uh, playoff preview, the first round of the playoffs, we're going to draft the top 25 under 25 let's uh, go. players list because let's go. ESPN put out a list, the Athletic put out a list, everybody's putting out lists of this. So we decided let's just draft our own. And it's like the same way we do our usual mock drafts. Like, we're going to go one, two, three. Uh, we're going to play Rock, Paper, Scissors, and shoot to see how's, who has the number one pick. And then go like that. And then see what the top 25 shapes out as. I feel
1: like I should go first. Listen, you're probably going to win Rock, Paper, Scissors. It seems like you always win it. So Why let's should you
0: go first? Yeah,
1: why should you go first? Honest to God. Only thing I could think of is that it's your birthday tomorrow. Give him a round of applause. <laughs> Leave a comment for my boy Riv. turning twenty four. Twenty four. Twenty four years That was years a perfect. Young, that was a perfect. <laughs> that was that was, that was perfect. perfect. So
2: since it is my birthday, I should go first. All right, man. That's fair enough. You don't care.
0: I am still kind of on the fence, <laughs> but you know what? I let you. I let you live.
2: Thank you. I appreciate that.
1: You guys are great. All right. You like that? We're lit. All right. So, do you want to just go second? I'll go third.
0: Yeah. All right. I, wait. No. Hmm. All right. No, rock, I'll paper, I'll go. No, rock paper scissors. Not rock paper scissors. Too third. late. No. I'll no. No, no. He no, just said to go third. All right. Third. Third. I, number two is too hard to pick. No, it's not. Hold oh, on, let not me not go second.
2: Lie. If it's really difficult, I would like to do the question. I have question. number two. It's fine. Oh, you do? Yes. But I feel like you doing it, though, it's like... You know what? All right, fine. Why don't you shut
0: your mouth? <laughs> For once. Should we play the music or no?
1: Yes. <laughs>
0: I want it. Please. Okay, let's go. With the go. number one pick, Riv, is selecting.
2: It's pretty self-explanatory at this point. Okay. Uh, number one pick is going to be Luca, Easily, without a doubt. You know, the best player... Under that 25 list, he is a generational superstar, and he's walking into the playoffs right now with a chance to definitely change that, change his name of being a first-round exit. So hopefully when he gets back healthy, they'll be in good position, but that's number one.
1: Hit my music, please. The number two pick overall, under 25, it's got to be that man, In Green, Jason Tatum. Why was this hard? Yeah, really, why
0: was it's it hard? It's hard between him and Zion.
1: No, nah, it's not. Wait a minute. It's not. and I And I say that as Hold Zion's on. biggest fan. <laughs> You have the
0: third pick, right? Yeah.
1: Make your pick. <laughs> <laughs> Forget about the team analysis.
0: I'm selecting Zion Williamson. Why? That's how I wanted the third pick because this was an easy pick for me.
1: I would have picked Zion as well if it makes you feel Really? Better. If we're
0: going have. off potential, it's definitely Zion. He's already averaged twenty seven in the NBA, a historic season already.
1: In his first full season, twenty seven on sixty one. He had one of the more
0: historic like, seasons in NBA. History. I just,
2: I don't know. I feel like what Trey's done has been more impressive.
0: You mean and, okay. he went to the ECF off a fluke run. It was a fluke run. Zion hasn't made the
2: playoffs.
1: Enough of the fluke run. He
0: did it. Yeah, you. you they got were it. supposed to lose I'm to not, Philly right, in five. I'm
1: not saying that you're necessarily wrong. I'm just <laughs> saying he did it. How are you gonna say that? <laughs> because we know
0: because to Philly, lose to Philly. Philly. Philly blew multiple leads. That's bro. their fault. Agreed. That's why you got to still give him. But Zion playoff.
2: hasn't made the playoffs or played enough. Correct.
0: When, give me one example of when he's had the team to make the playoffs.
2: It's a fair point. Well, right now.
0: But he's not playing. He's not so
2: then, that's why I can't put him. I understand if we have him top five, but over Trey. Okay, so you but think. we're
1: already counting out Zion because he's injured. That's what we're going to do.
2: I'm not, I wouldn't say count out, but I'm I'm looking at Trey. It's like, kind of like.
0: Wait, so I'm if not. If over- you look at Trey and you look at Zion, mm-hmm. they both reached their absolute peak. Who is the better player?
2: You've also told me guards are very important in this league. You did just tell me that.
0: Zion you, has guard skills. <laughs> and he's not wrong. He's not wrong. Trey is
2: the guard with the skills. It's did true. you see
0: point Zion in the second season?
2: Did you? Trey is literally a juiced up Steve Nash.
0: Yeah, but I'm just saying. You didn't answer but my Zion question. playing point guard changed the offense for them. What's the, what's the question? You didn't answer what's my question? question. What's the question? They both reached their peak. Who's the better player? You know, you
1: know, know it's answer. Zion. You know the answer. I don't
2: know it's Zion. It is 27
1: Zion. in his first full season.
2: Didn't Trey put up like twenty eight and nine in his not, second full season? No
0: yeah, he did. He did. He and was then amazing. after that was twenty six and but nine, again. and then
2: he went to the ECF. i w I'm confused. Here. Zion uh, what you're saying 61% about Zion from the What field. you're saying about Zion, Trey Young has done that in back to back years while also going to the Eastern Conference Finals.
0: So I think listen, we should uh, I'm not listening. And it's then not now not and a now a with the same roster he's in the playing.
2: Well yeah, in a year where Zion hasn't played.
0: Okay, but I'm saying that was a fluke run. You, all right. I, I stop that. that. <laughs> Listen, because
1: I'm I'm defending you. I'm on the same side as you, but you can't say stuff like that.
0: It is a fluke run. <laughs> I said it in the offseason. I'll say it again. That was a fluke run. I mean, it's a run that Zion has yet to make. It was a run that will probably never happen again. Zion might never make that run. I don't know. You, did you Do you see the Pelicans right now? Now you had Zion. There is Zion, Zion away from making that run. Yeah, if he plays. He will play. Yeah, it's possible. He will play. So, But you, you said it didn't uh, no, I didn't my answer my question. question I said Trey They could be the Wolves So you think Trey's better If, if they both healthy. reach their peak Yes Okay so then The fourth pick Should be easy for you then
2: Oh yeah the fourth pick Is undoubtedly Trey Young I thought you was Going to pick Trey Young But you didn't pick Trey Young <coughs> Because Zion <Ziya>, Bless you <laughs> Bless, you, you, bless thank you
1: Thank you Thank
2: you I, you know, I was going to defend the job But I don't want to take too long So Alright f- hit,
1: hit his music the music for me please
2: So my fourth pick Is going to be obviously Trey Young The best point guard On this list, you know... Number two,
1: Luca. Oh, yeah, Mm -hmm, uh, mm because I I was counting him as just like... I got you, I got
2: you. The second best point guard on this list. He's already made an ECF. Being that young, he's already put up historic numbers. He's a different type of ball player. So for me, Trey Young
1: is at four. All right, hit my music, please. Now with the fifth overall pick, Team Andrew will be selecting Ja Morant. The strides that he's made this season has been astronomical. He's absolutely box office. This Memphis team is now rejuvenated, revamped, and he's at the head of the office for them. I got John Morant.
0: Well, this is easy for me. The sixth overall pick is going to be Cade Cunningham. Mm. Cade Cunningham, I know there's probably players that are better than him right now, but this is all all for projections. (laughs) Cade Cunningham is on a different tier than LaMelo as players and potential-wise. Cade Cunningham is a superstar. Mm. I think LaMelo Ball can be an all He's He's an all-star, high-level all-star possibly. I think Cade Cunningham is going to be one of the best players in the NBA. And that's why I have him at six.
1: Here's the difference. LaMelo gets drafted to the Hornets. They're one of the worst teams the year before. They make the plane the first year that he's drafted.
2: He's just got it blown out twice.
1: I'm not saying that. You're necessarily wrong at all. Well, but I'm, my not. point being is... Cade gets drafted. His team's still bottom of the the Eastern Conference, and I'm not denying Cade's skills. Let's just take a a, a stronger look at Lamelo's impact.
0: Do you, <laughs> wait, hold up. Do you think that Lamelo got drafted into a worse situation than Cade?
1: The the bet I wouldn't say that. No, no. But Lamelo is the the reason why. The main reason I should say, not the the main reason why.
0: He's not though. Who was? There's multiple people in Charlotte that are big reasons as to why Lamelo's. I'm not, not the only saying
1: reason. that. The, I said he's the main. There's reason.
0: a reason. There's a reason why last year the Hornets dropped off when Gordon Hayward went out, and there's a reason why they dropped off when Gordon Hayward went out this year as well.
1: And there's a reason why they dropped off when Lamelo went down last season.
0: Not necessarily. No, they had a lot of injuries. So last you would season. pick
1: Lamelo with that pick. Me personally, I have Lamelo at six
2: over Cade Cunningham. I do. So, he Ooh. had okay. This is going to be interesting because at yeah. seven, I don't have LaMelo.
0: That's all right.
1: Hit Hit my music. Oh, please. listen, I've seen a lot of boards with LaMelo lower than I believe that he should be, but...
0: I mean, you called him better than John Moran before the season. Listen, Ooh. I think
1: that he'll
2: inevitably be better than him. Oh, that's hotter than what I said about Trey Young. Hey, my music? Thank you, sir. <laughs> my number of seven picks is going to be very surprising, but I'm going to go with Anthony Edwards. That's not surprising at all. Yeah, you know, I think... He has two-way level ability. I think his scoring is going to uh-huh. be at the top of the league, and I think his defense can be one of the best in the league right now with his ability, his athletic ability, his size, and his physique. So for me, it is at seven. I love that pick. So guy.
0: far, the draft that we have is the exact big board that I made for this draft. Really? Yeah. But I know you're going to ruin it right now. Yep. But, okay.
1: <laughs> Cue music? Yeah, absolutely. He's a party pooper. So I believe this is the eighth pick overall. And with that pick, I'm going with LaMelo Ball, to no surprise. The upside of LaMelo Ball, for me personally, is a top 15, top 10 ball player. And for in terms of intangibles, LaMelo has everything I want. A great scorer, great passer, rebounder, just needs to work on defense. And I think that in this NBA, it has been evident that you don't need to be a great defender coming in because that can be, that can be acquired over time. And I believe that he's more than capable of doing so, given his athleticism. And, and his size, his versatility. So with the number eighth overall pick, Lamelo Ball.
0: Man, Lamelo is overrated.
1: That's unfortunate. You think that because I
0: mean, it's a little. You bit call foolish. him a great scorer. You did say that. He That's, is eh, great. Strong. He's not there yet. He's not a at, great scorer. At number two
1: at in his second year, averaging twenty points. A lot oh, of them. great, though. In the, half court,
0: in the half court, he's not a great His scorer.
1: main issue was shooting. and He shot 39% from, from three-point this His season. His main
0: issue is consistently creating in the half court, and that's why he shot seven for 25 in the play-in game. He doesn't have a set of arsenal and moves that he can really go to.
2: Garland better.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I have Garland right after him.
2: So he ruined your mock.
0: Yes. Okay. And the next pick is easy for me. With the ninth overall pick, I'm selecting... Evan Mobley oh, I took my pick. he's already a top 10 defender in the NBA he's been one of the main reasons why the Cavs have been good this season and offensively even though he's not polished he's still averaging 15 this season he's a very good passer out the post and his absolute ceiling is a top three center in the NBA a top three power forward in the NBA I think within the next three years he's going to definitely be a top four center in the NBA it would be Jokic Embiid Cat, or Mobley Mobley has all the makings of a superstar, all-NBA caliber-level player, and I think this is a fairly easy pick for me with Evan Mobley.
2: So i have the 10th pick. Well, this yeah. one's going to be easy. Cue my music, my boy. Number 10, potential-wise, for me, easily Scotty Barnes. You know, his two-way Ooh. ability is insane. Yeah. His versatility on defense is ridiculous. The way he can control the offense, his scoring is going to improve. His jump shot has looked like it's going to make progress. I've been watching him since high school, so I already know he has the intangibles. Him and Cade were leaders for their, school, their team, Verde, which was arguably the best high school team that's ever been created, if not for the shutdown. So, for me, Scotty Barnes is number 10.
1: All right, you can hit my music. And I'm surprised that this man is still here at number 11. And to no surprise, I'm going Darius Garland. We put, we saw him put on a show against the Nets in Barkley Center For to, show, to show that he can backpack a team. And unfortunately, he came up a little bit short because his role players need to step up a little bit more. But he has the, the, the tools to be a great scorer, the tools to be an elite playmaker already this young into his career. And he's... The main reason for the Cavs' success, regardless of what you want to say about Jared Allen and Mobley and how great that they are, Darius Garland is the motor that gets this team going. And so with the number 11 pick, I'm going with Darius Garland.
0: I don't want to make this a habit of questioning your picks. but
1: (laughs) You're going to make it
2: a habit anyway. But
0: I question it because I understand Garland is one of the main reasons why Cleveland is good. But there's a reason why they started losing when Jared Allen went out. I like mean, they what, the what identity they really of their lose. team this season has been Jared Allen and Mobley being great defenders.
1: But Sexton went out, and we saw Garland elevate his game to a different height, and that was with opportunity. Yes, Allen is a huge part of their team because defensively, the way that he can hold it down is like none, very few, I should say. But we can't ignore that it was Mobley and Allen that both went out at the same time towards the back end of the season. That was key for them staying. In that position that they were, Mobley's
0: been healthy for fairly most of the Correct, season. Correct,
1: but at the very end of the season, both Allen and Mobley that's missed right. time consecutive. But <sighs>
0: Allen's the one that's been out for. I'm a not chunk saying of time. you're
1: necessarily wrong at all, but Mobley and him both got injured.
0: Why do you think that Colin Sexton? So what's, <laughs> what's <laughs> the pick here?
1: Sounds no. What's the pick here? Sounds extreme. What's the pick here? It's Darius Garland.
0: Why not, are you questioning? I'm, I'm not saying that he's <laughs> so not. So let's the make pick. your pick. Yeah, so then,
3: what, I'm what not what's the saying, point what did, of this?
1: Would you
0: have? But Drew started it with saying, "I'm surprised he's still here." Why are you it surprised is. he's still here?
1: I would have taken. Are you taking? So wait, who would you have took Garland over? You think I would have taken him over Scotty? You you think oh, you
0: think okay. the Cavs you think the Cavs ceiling is uh the Cavs ceiling? Evan Mobley's more important to that than Garland, I believe. Long term, Mobley is because the one who projects to be the better player long term.
1: So you would take Garland, over Scotty was the one. Yes, Garland
0: over Scotty. Yeah, like you made it sound like he like lasted up to like pick twenty.
1: I mean, he's pick eleven here. I'm shocked because I have Garland as my number eight player. Oh damn! So you probably okay. I could take it.
0: Okay, so let me go then. That was
1: so pointless. Unbelievable.
0: <laughs> With the twelfth overall pick, Kapow. I'm selecting Bam Adebayo.
2: There we go. So we we pumped you into doing that.
0: No, I pumped myself into doing uh, that. Oh, this guy! Why do you try to take credit for my doings? You didn't have him high before. You, your, your first mock was you, you didn't you didn't have him high. You're right. Then I changed it because I, I had to think about it. That's okay. why it's my it's a rough. You draft. thought
2: about it though when we walked in. We was like, ah, you
0: know no, I was debating because I like my my mock is a, is a combination of potential and what do you have? You, what have you done now?
2: Do your thing. Why, Bam? Talk to us. I thought you were gonna go. Oh, I thought you were gonna explain, Bam. Oh, it's it's self explanatory. -explanatory. As long as we're on the same page on that. Cue my music, please, one more
0: time. Oh, Oh my God. (sighs)
2: So, this is the 13th pick, I'm assuming. Uh, It is the 13th pick. For me, I'm going with my guy SGA I feel like at 13, him showing that he's one of the best isolation scorers in the NBA, him showing the versatility he can play any role at this point, him also being in the fact that he's been hurt, but when he's healthy, Oklahoma is as competitive as can be. They won't win as many games. They really have a lot of bad players, but when he does play, they're extremely competitive. So for me, this is this is where I got him.
1: All right, you can end my music. All right, at number 14, my selection is going to be Brandon Ingram, one of the... Better scores at the age of under twenty five, and we've seen him improve every single season since coming into the league. And I just look at the rest of these guys that are left available, and I just think Brandon Ingram is just better than the rest of these guys.
0: Now with the fourteenth overall pick, here we go. I'm going with Tyrese Halliburton.
1: That was I was. It's those two, but I think that Brandon Ingram has the slight edge for me personally.
0: I believe that Tyrese Halliburton is on the same tier. As LaMelo Ball. You look at both of them as players. I think half-court offense, they are pretty much the same. Tyrese Halliburton's is a better shooter. He's a better defender. He's barely a better shooter. there, There is really, when I look at LaMelo and Tyrese, you can't tell me something that LaMelo does significantly better that Tyrese can't do at a high level. They're both... Great playmakers, great to elite playmakers. Tyrese Halliburton has one of the best assist to turnover ratios in the NBA. In Indiana, he averaged 20 and 10 when he got traded. And in Sacramento, without Fox, he was basically averaging 20 and 10. So we've seen him average LaMelo like numbers no, when he's I been given the keys to offense. I the think office. that's
2: different, though, because you keep saying, you know, notice that you keep saying without Fox in Indiana, but LaMelo has been playing with Terry Rozier and Gordon Haywood and is putting up those numbers. So I, think I that's also a think different.
0: that makes it a bit easier. You yeah, can play both sides because Ty- Tyrese was was playing with a guy who's a ball dominant guard. And his numbers didn't and
2: Rozier, look like Lamelo.
0: Rozier can play off the ball, True. but
1: Halliburton really took that leap in Sacramento when Fox went down. We saw his numbers inflate when Fox went down.
0: Yeah, but then even when Fox came back, Tyrese was still he was still doing, doing his thing, numbers. but
1: not not like he was when he was. And then when he went to Indiana,
0: even when Malcolm no Brogdon doubt. was no healthy and they played together, no he still put up big numbers. No doubt. So I think they're in the same tier right now. No. I don't see like much the re- of a the re- much of a gap.
1: Rebounding's obviously Lamelo athleticism, versatility. I'm going Lamelo. That's why. Well, I think Garland
2: is better than both. So
0: Garland is better than both. I think.
2: Yeah, so uh, that's just that's just me though. That's but the, me. it's
0: not far off though.
2: Oh no, it's pretty clear. Stop, no, Stop. it's pretty clear. I think it's clear. I, I don't think say he's it's better right off. now, but it's, it's not, not far off. I don't off. think it's far off,
1: but it's clear who's better.
0: I mean, as of right now, because it is season, but I mean, it's not far off.
1: Lamelo next scene is gonna show.
2: The like way. I
0: think into when we talk about point guards, like let's just do a quick like tier list of point guards. Please don't tell me you think Kylie Burns
2: is on the same tier as Garland.
0: Steph is is in the he's tier of his you own. He's going tell you that he's in the same tier. As Steph <laughs> is in a tier of his own with Chris Paul. Like if we're talking about like pure point guards, Luca, oh Luca too. Yeah, I call him. Yeah, Luca, Trey, Steph are in that like S tier where like they're the best of the best. Then like the other tiers of point guards like the Lamellos, ja. the Garland's, the Jaw. Jaw's in that S tier too. I I'm think like he has to be, yeah. yeah, he's in that S tier. Um, yeah, I think Tyrese Halliburton is in that tier with Lamello and like Garland. Like they all to me can offer the same thing. I
2: think there has to be a tier in the middle of that tier and S tier.
0: Like, let me ask you something. You think of Tyrese, you, you swap him in Cleveland and he's in Darius Garland's role.
2: They're not as good. They're not.
0: You think it's a significant drop-off? Gar- Garland's a I sig- think they become Garland better is a
2: significantly better shooter. He's a better shot creator and he's a better playmaker. Than Tyrese, I wouldn't
0: say he's a significantly better shooter. I think he's a better shooter yeah, yeah, he's because a he's a better, a
2: better because he can do it off the dribble and he can do he can he's a better. Catch- he's better
0: than Tyrese off the dribble, and yeah, I, that's that's what, that's what, that's what Tyrese say has sig- to work. That's
2: for. why I say he's like significant cause in terms of all around shooting, Fair. he's better at that. So that's why I would say like he's and he has better handles. He's a better creator. He can create his own. Bat, Garland's like handles really. Yeah, he has the, the, him the him floater game too. and like
0: he's pretty. But also, you compare Darius Garland's second year, Tyrese's the second year, Tyrese's the second year season.
1: It took Garland a little bit to get going. It took him until his third year. Yeah, that's true. But I'm
0: saying, so, like, if we're projecting LaMelo and Tyrese next season's like their third years mm-hmm. in the NBA, we're talking about them three in, like, the same tier, in the same boat.
2: I mean, yeah, if you do it like that, yeah, but, you know, Garland's projection led to Cleveland being competitive, so.
1: Mm, do you think so? Absolutely. Is that not stem from, mm, yeah, you know what, fair enough. Absolutely. Fair
0: enough. Fair I'll enough. be honest, like, Garland has been huge for Cleveland. I there don't you want to knock him. You're going to knock him, though. But I feel like it's most of their success been mostly due to the Allen Mobley experiment.
2: I mean, it's possible, but you can't deny Arlen Gar- Garland's literally an all star this year, bro. And he before, wasn't like he wasn't a season, voted in all star
0: before the season started. We were questioning Cleveland why are they why are they starting Laurie Mobley and Allen, yeah. and that ended up working out.
2: We were also questioning if Garland was going to take that next leap,
0: and he did. And him taking that next sleep definitely helped. But Mobley already being one of the better, best defenders in the NBA helped. Jared Allen having a top 20 PER in the NBA helped. Is
1: Garland not the best player on the Cavaliers?
0: He's the best offensive player on the Cavaliers.
1: I think he's the best player on the Cavaliers. I think you can project Mobley to be the best player. When you player. talk
0: about impact metrics, Jared Allen has the best impact metrics on the Cleveland Cavaliers. So
1: you're saying that Jared Allen is the best player on the Cavaliers? I'm saying what... I'm just asking who's the best when talk, player. When
0: talking about the Cavs, Garland and Allen, that duo is similar to like a Jazz with Gobert and Mitchell, where Mitchell is the best offense player by far, but they are not winning or successful without Rudy. So I don't
2: think they're winning without Garland though.
0: They're yeah, same thing with Jazz. They're not winning. They're not winning yeah. without Mitchell, but they weren't winning without Allen in the lineup. Like, he's a pivotal part no, what of what they do. No, of course, yeah,
2: because of the defense. But I, but you're saying if you plug out Halliburton for Garland. Especially
0: like, when talking about Garland's defensive liabilities. Yeah, he's not Mobley and Allen make up for that a lot. Ha- having a guy like Mobley who they literally put him at the top of zones to guard guards has been a huge reason as to why they've taken this leap this season. No, I
2: agree, but I think you're forgetting the offensive side of the game, which Jarrett Allen and Mobley are not that great at. Garland has to take up a lot of that. Like we we forget, we literally just watched him the other day. It's literally Garland and
1: the rest of them. But Mobley was coming back from injury. He had a decent game, given the fact that it was his first game back in a little bit.
2: Yeah, Mobley's not off. Not right now. He's not like that type of offensive player. So neither I'm, is neither is Allen. He, I don't think it's just ever I that. can't
0: I can't solely base their winning and success this season to Garland. Like, no, I understand. I'm not it's all three it's, the, all three it's all three
2: of them he's
1: not it's not we're not saying he's the but you seem to be the,
2: you're like it's not that it's just him but you're only knocking him
0: no I'm not only knocking yeah him. you're only
2: saying like it's 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 like you're saying credit Allen and Mobley, but you're making it seem like garland's the guy that's sitting out when it's really all three like of them. is
1: Garland the third is he the third reason why they're They had success this season. No, he's
0: the main reason why I think the first. That's exactly what I said. I think the main reason why they're so successful has been because they've been great, elite defensively. That's number one, and we know Garland is not great or elite or good defensively. He tries, but he's undersized. That's right. The main reason they're successful this season is because their defense has been so elite, and then Garland, his being the offensive initiator, he's led that offense. There's no doubt. But I don't view the Cavs in a similar light to how I viewed Atlanta last season, where I'm like, most of the credit goes to Trey. Yeah, they're, a they're a bad defensive team, but their offense is so great because of Trey Young's just absurd scoring and passing ability that he's got them all the way to the fifth seed and then made that ECF. Yeah, run. I agree. Like without the, without Trey, the Hawks don't go, but I think you put somebody in a similar position to Garland, like a Lamelo or a Tyrese, they can have similar success. Because I don't know, that's hard the, to say the the foundation Burnham, of that team as of right now is their their DNA is defensive. Halliburton
1: has to show that next season. Make the play in next year, and then I can throw you in that tier.
0: Well, maybe I'm a bit I'm a bit higher on Halliburton than, than most people are. I think he's. I, mean, I just I don't
2: I don't think Halliburton has the same type of skill set that Garland has on the offensive end. That's why I don't think it worked.
0: But they're also better defensively with him.
2: Yeah, but defensively it it'll, it'll definitely go. But offensively, you still got to score. Yeah. So. And he's, I agree. He's, he's an all star, you know? Stop disrespecting my boy. I
0: like Darius Garland a lot. We'll see, though. But it's, I just don't think he belongs in this, in like a tier above LaMelo and Tyrese. I think they're like in the same tier. <laughs> yeah, I
2: mean, that's tough. Yeah, it is tough. I mean, yeah. I feel like there has to be another tier, though. We can't just put all the nice to mid pack point guards in the same tier, you know, like LaMelo, Murray. Ramflee, Garland, like we can't it can't be fifteen of them in the same tier. I'm with you. So there has to be something between the elites of the elites. Then we could probably say the all stars, then the all star caliber. The
0: elite of the elites. We know who those five are. We don't have to really. I would I would okay, the elite of the elites, I would say it's Luca. Steph. Steph. Chris Paul. Chris Paul like is a pure point guard. Then high level all stars, Ja Trey. Like Luca, okay, all right, I'm fine with Luca that. Luca and Steph are like MVP level, okay. high level all stars. Trey, Ja, and then all star caliber okay, is sir. Garland, like Lamelo. Like I said, I'm high on Tyrese, so I'm gonna put Tyrese there. Okay, I, I respect it. So you know? that high, that's how you can split it.
2: Yeah, I, I would have did it a little differently, but okay, I, I I could dig it.
0: Your pick is up next. Oh, it's my pick. Yeah. It's
3: pick
1: 16, by the way. Really?
0: I got pick 15.
2: It is pick 15. You just went 14. Yeah, I think it's 15. Yeah, you went 14. Yeah. Yeah. Who'd you pick? Ha- Tyrese. Ah, uh, you did. Yeah. Crazy, because this next guy, potential is way better. Keep going. RJ oh. Barrett. <laughs> he won't go top 20. Um, My pick is going to be Jaron Jackson Jr. I'm surprised he didn't get on this board, because the same way we talk about Evan Mobley, I feel like we should talk about Jaron Jackson. He may not have superstar superstar level but in terms of defense i think he can be one of the best defensive bigs in the league his ability to block shots his ability to be that size and able to guard the perimeter not to mention his offense has continued to improve he's just his, his only problem with staying healthy he's been healthy for the most part this year Now just to get at stop being a foul trouble all the time. but i think his potential is definitely through the roof and for Memphis, him to reach that absolute ceiling would definitely turn him into championship contenders. So for me, I got Jaren Jackson at 15.
1: All right, hit my music, please. And number 16, I'm taking the New York native, R.J. Barrett, the strides that he's made. <laughs> I just told awesome. him
2: he wouldn't make it top 20. Yeah, and I'm you picked you. him right out. I like
1: R.J. Right I, like I, I definitely do. It. I think that we've seen his offensive game take a huge stride this season. And defensively, that's been consistent with him throughout his career at the minimum, but now we're actually starting to see his offensive game come together, and that's really what Knicks fans and NBA fans have been looking for from RJ. So at number number 16, I am going RJ Barrett.
0: Man, I was trying to pick RJ. or <laughs> Whatever. With the 17th pick, I'm going with Jalen Green. I think Jalen Green has Zach Levine level potential. It could be even higher. He averaged 17. He went on a crazy scoring stretch um, towards the back half of the season, and he finished with really good splits, 44% from the field, 36% from three, post-All-Star break averaging close to 23 points per game on excellent efficiency. He, to me, next year is definitely taking the leap into being a 20-point-per-game scorer, and if the Rockets can sign veterans, also draft a high-level prospect, they can be competitive. I think Jalen Green figured out post-All-Star break, I belong here. I'm a gifted scorer. I'm one of the best scorers in the league, Ooh. and I can reach that potential. I like it. I would have picked him over RJ, and I would have picked, like, RJ would have been the pick that I would have picked right now. Mm-hmm. But Jalen Green, to me, I think has a lot of potential, and he's somebody that got knocked throughout the season, but he showed out. And I have RJ can't and Jalen no right
1: on there. So either way, you shake it down and mind it. Here we go. Hot take alert. <sighs> Let's see how hot it really is.
2: For me, number 18, Jordan Poole.
1: Oh my (laughs) God! Yes, you're right. I I got I got to
2: take Jordan Poole, man. I just like (laughs) I I, got it. I I was waiting. I tried to wait. I tried to wait. I tried to wait. I I kept trying to wait over the Aaron Fox. Yes, I just it just I couldn't hold it anymore. I got to take Jordan Poole, and it's just I know it's hot. I know people are gonna say small sample size, and I understand. But when you watch him play, he just screams. All star potential just screams it. Without Steph Curry, he was amazing. Even with Steph Curry early on in the season, he was amazing. He's definitely fit that role perfectly. And I think, under the right culture, which he's already in, under the right headspace with Steph, with Clay, he can definitely be one of the best not the best like top 15, top 20 in the league, but he can definitely reach that type of potential, especially for where he is. So, for me, Jordan, so Pulis over here. Tyler Harrell, too. Yes, I'm not high on Tyler Harrell, he's a freaking cone. I can't get with that. Max, he's coming, he's on his way. Wait till. He's nah, I have
1: pool, what eighteen you said, right?
2: Yeah, I have I have pool higher than Harrow. I'm not high on Harrow. I think he'll be another drinker. All right, this Clarkson. is a
1: tough decision for me, honestly. But I think I have my selection. You can hit my music. Look at this guy. <laughs> his pick nineteen. Nineteen. All right, with the nineteenth pick overall, I'm going with Jared Allen. Jared Allen has proven to be one of the best defensive centers in the league and his impact. With the Cavaliers was immediate, turning them into the one of the better defensive teams when he was on the court. Offensively, he definitely needs to really take strides there. But given his role, he doesn't need to do more than what he's asked. And for what he does excellent, he is great at it and he excels at it. So I'm going you with Jared You don't think he'll on. be
2: a poor man's Rudy Gobert for the rest of his career? Um, I think he
1: can
0: be Rudy
1: Gobert. I can't hear your mic.
0: I think he can be Rudy Gobert. <laughs>
1: I think he can be Rudy Gobert, really? also like
2: statistically, so more, or just like I think he's a little bit see. more
0: athletic too.
1: He is, yeah, he is because he's smaller.
2: Yeah.
0: Wait, so you're taking him over Deandre Ayton?
1: Yeah. Okay. I would too. Okay. This yeah, was I tough. Too. I was torn between Fox and Ayton. Stop with the I'm. Excuse Fox me, Fox stuff. and Al. Uh, can you stop? Like, <sighs> like, listen. He's gonna I be this Fox forever. Fox is he's the new,
2: the new what? Uh, poster
1: child for empty stats. I don't even... He's just going to be this. But that's what I'm saying. He's the new poster child for empty stats. Okay. So, which is why people are going to be lower on, on Fox than... Poor
2: man John Wall.
0: I think we're just low on him because it's is like, what, fourth, fifth year in the league and what has he done?
1: Average 25. Number four. He was 14th. Stinky. The team was stinky. He wasn't. The team was. I mean... And he, would, and he was underwhelming to start this season, and then the team was underwhelming as a whole. Towards
2: they should have traded him for Halley Burn. I don't, I don't
1: disagree. I think they could have gotten more for Fox than Halley Burn because they had to give up Halley Burn and Healed to get Sabonis, and that trade is proving to be bad.
0: This is really tough for me because there are so many players I love that <laughs> I want to take. I'm going to overdraft with the 20th pick in the redraft. I'm taking Josh Giddy. I'm taking Josh Giddy. All around player, playmaking prowess. Has to get better as a scorer in and a half court. Has to get better as a shooter. Has to get better defensively. But all the tools are there a six, six eight, six nine point guard, who is already one of the most gifted passers in the league. To me, when I look at him versus Aiden, I think I love offensive initiators, so that's why I'm taking him over Aiton. I feel like his ceiling is higher than Desmond Baines. It's higher than Franz Wagner's. And De'Aaron Fox, like, Fox is definitely a better player now. But I just look at everything that Giddy <laughs> can bring to the table. I don't know. I'm, I'm super high on Giddy. You know I'm a Gideon, So I'm taking him with the 20th pick. I'm taking him this high.
1: It's just crazy the disrespect we're giving De'Aaron. Don't worry, because I got you. Are you going to take him? Hit my music, please. Please take him
0: no you're gonna disrespect him again with
1: the,
2: with the next pick i'm going deandre <laughs> that's, that's
3: oh my god i just
2: you know he's he's he is he he got drafted number one there was a lot of expectations but i feel like even though he hasn't hit those expectations he has been the perfect complimentary piece I'm for phoenix in their run last year and in their run this year although the numbers don't show it he's been very impactful for them and he still has room to grow you know he's a Pretty solid four-spacer. He's developing a mid-range. He has a little floater. He can exploit mismatches when he's given the opportunity. And defensively, he's no slouch. Being seven feet and being able to do that is good. So for me, I got DeAndre Aiden. At pick? 21?
1: 21. All right, yes, hit seven. my music. I'm sorry. I'm all over the place with these picks. All right, so at pick 22. Why haven't you picked your boy? You keep talking about I'm, us. Now I'm, I have to now. You waited long <laughs> enough. I mean, you. I knew you guys were going to pass on, so I'm getting a <laughs> steal here at twenty. Two? 23.
0: 23. I was 21. No, I was 22.
1: All right, Jesus. All right, I pick 22. I'm going with De'Aaron Fox. He's the best player available right now. He's one of the better scorers. Unfortunately, he is now the poster child for empty stats. But I just think that he needs a situation that's going to benefit his play style, which right now I don't really know what you could put around him that's going to benefit him. He's a decent playmaker. He's a really great scorer. Just needs to be a little bit more efficient, especially when it comes to shooting the three ball. And I think that that also plays a big reason of why they're not successful. He is a below-average two point shooter, shot 29% from three this season. And his free throw percentage really isn't that great either. I think he's shooting under 80-something percent. If you're a guard, you're shooting throw. an 80%. Exactly, no, it's stalker. not not great by any means. But he's the best player available, and I have to go De'Aaron Fox.
2: You got forced into that pick. I'm sorry to hear that for you. I really am. Right.
1: Tell me <laughs> the players here that you're taking over. Oh, Darren I got Fox. one next. You're taking Maxie over Darren Don't Fox. Don't say you, no. You're, you're, ruin my pick. Crazy. Stop ruining my pick. Bro, you're crazy. I'm telling you right now, you're crazy. Okay. Well, Maxi is you know, winning.
0: This is tough for me because there, there's Exploring a lot of. Embiid and Harden. There's a lot of players here that are deserving. I think here's where we're, we're getting into controversial territory. I agree. So, John Collins is on the board, Miles Bridges, OG. <laughs> Stop. Keldon Johnson, hold Tyrese Maxey. Hold on. Let me finish. No, Let I'm me finish. So, i sorry, can I just
2: ask a question? Why did you say John Collins is on the board?
0: I mean, he virtually made everybody's list. Oh, my God. Nobody's uh, – All right, whatever. I'm just telling you players that are on the board. Yeah, I'm sorry.
2: It's, I feel like he shouldn't be – Tyler
0: Hero, Desmond Bain. I put Franz Wagner on here. That's good. When, when I look at potential, and my list is very potential-based – I look at Franz Wagner and I say that he can be better than all these guys. I think Franz can be better than Desmond Bain. He's already close to him as a player right now. He he's a he's better defensively than Tyler Hero. I think that's he not is. too far off. Mm-hmm. John Collins and him, who would I take long term? That's a that's a real question. I'd probably lean Franz. Between him and Miles Bridges, I'd probably lean Franz. Like I really don't see somebody that I'd take here if I'm drafting and I'm like who do I want between these guys? I'm going Franz Wagner
2: easily. Yeah, For me. It was pretty easy. I'm going Franz Wagner. Once you, say, once you said Wagner, well, that one was the. But once you yes. said Wagner Collins or Wagner mm. somebody else mm. after Collins, I was like Wagner
0: easily. Desmond Bain. I like. I love Desmond Bain's game. It depends. You know, I what? just kind of feel like.
1: Late to the party.
2: Right?
0: You know, for He's me, like, he, he is who he is, for which me, is not bad. He's a great player. Is but. that true? Bane, he went up nine points from last the, season for me, to this season. For me,
2: picking Bane, it really depends on who's the person next to him. That's, he he that's is what
1: he is, is strong.
2: I feel like me is just a, who's my guard? Who's my point guard? That's for me. And then I decide.
1: Like, you think Franz is your point guard?
2: No, no, I'm saying like if I was to pick, if I have my team and Bane is on the board with other guys, who's my guard? You know what I'm saying? Like, who do I want to put next to him? I feel like I might be totally he wrong.
0: I might be totally off base on this, but you're right. He upped his average nine points. That's a lot of points. Is he? Do you How see do you him? Butt that? Do you see him doing going to like 24 though? Reaching 25 a game?
1: He could. He could average anywhere from 22 to 24 points per
0: game. I think 24 is high. I think he's, I think like, he's a 20 21. He's at 18 game. or 21 points per he's game. A, guy.
2: He, do you think he's going to score more than CJ McCollum did at his peak? I don't think so.
1: At his, he could he could be along that, those lines.
2: So like 21, 22, because that's what so CJ whatever, was.
1: What was CJ's highest average?
2: 24, one time.
1: He could do that. Do you think he can be as good as I'm Chris Middleton? I'm talking about consistency, though. But, but was he averaging 24 consistently? No,
2: he, that's what I said. He was a 21, 22 guy. I think I, he can
1: do that. I think that if we're saying this is what he is, that's kind of strong.
2: Okay, that's right. I didn't <laughs> say that.
0: Do you think he can be <laughs> as good as Chris Middleton? Why don't yeah. people
2: always
1: use him? <laughs> Chris Middleton
0: can <laughs> he
1: can create for himself very well. Not saying that Desmond, Desmond Bain can't. No, he's no. not nearly the creator. All right,
2: all right, but it took Middleton some time. No, you know? no, yeah. I'm just
1: I'm just saying like Desmond Again, Bain. But to say that I he see. is what like what he is right now is what he will be. College that's is what twenty two. He's this is his second year in the in the league. He played like two years in college. What I mean by he's that 20, though, twenty
0: three. What I mean by that though is, do you do you see Desmond Bain as an all star?
3: Mm.
0: Because I view him now as a high-level role player. Like, I know calling somebody who's averaging 18 is kind of crazy, like, as a role player, but, I mean, for the most part, he's a very high-level role player starter. All-star caliber. Yeah. I, I, I would even say he's not that, though. I feel like he's a step below that.
1: Nah, he's all-star caliber.
0: He's not an all-star caliber player. I think he
1: is. At this point, especially given the fact that ja, when Jaw's down, they don't miss a lick because Desmond Baines But he doesn't, for offense. Well, but
0: when Ja Morant goes down... Desmond Bain's averages don't go up. They stay the same. When when Ja went out for the
1: first go around, this guy was averaging what? 23 points? He was averaging 19. When Ja was
0: out? If you, you could check his Let's stats see. without Ja Morant, he averages nineteen. And and then everybody else gets buckets virtually. Like I think what Desmond Bain to the Grizzlies is gonna be is what Dylan Brooks was to the Grizzlies. What he still is to the Grizzlies, where he's going to score 17, 18 points per game, but we don't view Dylan Brooks as an. All-star. He was averaging
1: twenty-two points during Morant's nine-game absence.
0: But like, in totality, let's see
1: uh, let's
2: because see. they played Stab how Mews. many? I think they like nine, seventeen and ninth or nineteen and two without John Morant.
0: Yeah, so it's twenty-one games.
1: Stamuse is taking his career into account.
0: Let me search this up season. this season. Here we go. He averages 19 points in 22 games without John Morant this season. So that's like, what, one point more than his regular season average? Yeah, one point. So for me, it's like they win because everybody as a cohesive unit step up in his absence. It's not like Desmond Bain takes his game to all-star level and is just dominating. That's why, to me, it's like Desmond Bain's a, a great player, but I don't view him in that all-star lens. Okay, so this is pick 20.
1: This is my final pick, 24. 24.
0: Oh, wait, but I, have, I just picked Franz with 23. You picked 22. No, no
1: I had 22, 22, 23, 24, yes. Because I should be the last pick. Your
0: pick you're picked 24. you
2: right, because I had 21, then you had 22. and twenty You're right. So you, oh, so you don't have no last pick. Mm-hmm. All right. Ring my, ring my music, please. <coughs> For me, uh, I'm going Tyrese Maxey. Over Bain, like Yeah, no, I'm going Tyrese Maxey. You know, I love his offense. I love the fact that he's versatile in many different roles, and I feel like playing with James Harden... And Embiid and is really going to help his game develop. You know, I feel like that definitely matters, you know, playing with veterans, playing with guys that have experience. You know, I like his his game, the way he finishes at the basket, and the fact that he's a really good combo guard. So for me...
1: Does his inconsistency worry you?
2: No, I just feel like he has to find his footing. I feel like, you know... And when,
1: confidence to a degree.
2: I think he had confidence, but when Harden got here, he had to adjust. And for a young player, that's, you know, that's a struggle for them. But mm-hmm. I feel like now... After next year would be a better year to fully evaluate it because now he done seen how Harden has played and stuff like that. But he has to adjust to not only Harden but how Harden is either up or down when he is MB 2 So it's like it's a it's been a difficult process. But I so think he will be fine. You're
0: okay with picking Tyrese Maxey over John Collins?
2: Yeah, I'm undoubtedly okay with that. Like, I'm not <laughs> even thinking twice about it. So
0: you're okay with picking him over Miles Bridges? Yeah, and OG and No an B.
2: Absolutely. I know. I feel like OG is going to be with OG and Keldon Johnson. Yeah, and Josh Giddy. I would have picked Keldon at twenty five.
0: Okay. So now Drew, this is this is the big board I have left, which is you have the honors of the very last pick. Let's go. So Congratulations. the big board I have left is John Collins, Miles Bridges, OG and Anobi, Keldon Johnson, Tyler Hero, and Desmond Bain. Now you have the last pick, and with your selection you make He's gonna pick.
1: Now it's between Desmond Baines and Miles Bridges.
0: No Tyler Hero. Oh, that's a tough one for you. Now,
1: I have Tyler Hero for me at number 25. My big board right now has Miles Bridges and Desmond Bain both over him.
2: Well, now you have to decide because it's those three.
1: Defense is heavily on my mind, which is why you, can, you hit my music already. Hit it again. Yeah, please hit my music again. With the 25th pick, the final pick in this under 25, top 25,
0: I'm going Desmond Bain.
1: I mean, that was obvious. Yeah, yeah. It was obvious. You D- D- added
0: more suspense yeah, to yeah. it.
1: I, I had to make it a little <laughs> bit, I had to shake it up a little bit, but it is obvious. Desmond Bain, the the significant jump that he's taken in his offensive side of the game, and to be a a great three and D player, it's really hard to find, especially I guess you shouldn't say hard to find. It's not hard to find, especially in this NBA. But to be at the level that Bain is already at this point in his career, that is hard to find. So with, t- with number twenty-five, I'm going Desmond Bain.
0: Okay, so to recap, our top twenty-five under twenty-five players draft.
1: This is the pick side one, baby.
0: Yes, pick side twenty-five under twenty-five draft. We're gonna start one two. I do this. not remember. You don't remember your picks. I, I kind of knew you didn't because <laughs> I, I actually. I have the list because I wrote it down <laughs> just in case. So I'm going to send it to you on your phone Why so you have, you have the ability to read it. Why can't you just read you the whole thing? You can send it to the pick aside. You want, want me to read the whole thing? Picks, no. I mean, you might as well just read the whole thing. I uh, no, feel like pick. us going boom, 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 boom. He could just 125. Okay, you're right. Knock it down. So this is our pick aside top 25, under 25 players draft. We all drafted. Riv had the first pick. Drew had the second one. I had the third. Then we kept going. So number one is Luca. Number two is Jason Tatum number three is Zion, number four is Trey Young, number five is John Morant, number six is Cade Cunningham, number seven is Anthony Edwards, number eight, LaMelo Ball, number nine, Evan Mobley, number 10, Scotty Barnes, number 11, Darius Garland, number 12, Bam Adebayo, number 13, Shea Gilgis Alexander, number 14, Brandon Ingram, number 15, Tyrese Halliburton, number 16, Jaron Jackson Jr., number 17, R.J. Barrett, number 18, Jalen Green, number 19, Jordan Poole, number 20, Jared Allen, number 21, Josh Giddy, number 22, DeAndre Ayton. number 23, De'Aaron Fox, number 24, Franz Wagner, and 25, Tyrese Maxey. I feel like I said a number twice. Did I?
1: You definitely did because Desmond Bain should be 25.
0: Okay, let me see. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven, twelve. 10, 11, 12. Yeah, with SGA, I had 13 here written. I guess Desmond Bain didn't make the cut. <laughs> That's
1: all right.
2: Sucks to suck. Literally. Get better.
0: I'm trying to see because I have, I feel like, man, we really messed up these numbers.
2: I was lost. I'm not going to front. It's a tough. That's 25. I feel like that's the list, though. Keep
0: Desmond Bain off. He's a good player, but, you know, next year. We'll redo it. So, yeah, Luca, Tatum. Desmond Bane and Max, he's a conversation. So, Luca, Tatum, Zion, Trey, Ja, Cade, Edwards, Lamelo, Mobley, Barnes, Garland, Adebayo, SGA, Ingram, Hallie Burton, Jaren Jackson Jr., R.J. Barrett, Jalen Green, Jordan Poole, uh, Jared Allen, Josh Giddy, A.N. Fox, Franz, and Maxi. So, yeah. Desmond Bain was 26. Sorry. So,
1: honorable mention. Get better.
0: (laughs) I'm just going to read it again. Okay. (laughs) 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 So, read it again for this, just so we can make everything clear. So, 25 players under 25 pick a side draft. We all draft them. Riv had one. Drew had two. I had three. Number one is Luca. Two is Tatum. Three, Zion. Four, Trey. Five, Ja. 6 Cade, 7 Edwards, 8 LaMelo, 9 Mobley, 10 Barnes, 11 Garland, 12 Adebayo, 13 SGA, 14 Ingram, 15 Halliburton, 16 Jaren Jackson Jr., 17 RJ, 18 Jalen Green, 19 Jordan Poole, 20 Jared Allen, 21 Josh Skiddy, 22 DeAndre Ayton, 23 De'Aaron Fox, 24 Franz, and 25 Tyrese Maxey. The players that got snubbed. John Collins, Miles Bridges, OG and Keldon Johnson, and Desmond Bain. Don't sound like snubs to me.
1: So, you guys, when you guys do the math and you figure out that number 19 was Riv, make sure that Who's he was
2: 19. Oh, Jordan Poole? Yeah.
1: That was <laughs> undoubtedly me. I'll tell you.
2: That boy is nice We nice, almost yeah. had a
1: perfect list, man. Thanks a lot. You
2: folded at like pick 10. No, I didn't. Yes, you did. Who? What'd you add? LaMelo, like eight. What's wrong with that?
1: Come on, bro. And you guys let me get Garland at 11.
2: I didn't let you do anything. That's what happened. Uh, Garland probably would have been 11 for me.
1: And what? Lamelo's like 15, 16 for you then? I would put
2: SGA hey, over Lamello. You're bugging. He's a dog. He's dog good. head. Sure. He's what? He's really good. And what is Lamello if he's really good? He's, a, he's, he's borderline he's, amazing. He's, 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 uh, uh. That's not a conversation. SGA is way better right now.
0: My team is Zion, Cade, Mobley, Adebayo, and Halliburton.
2: It's a good team. I clearly have the best team though. Tatum, Ja, LaMelo. you have the first pick? Yeah, Luca clears. I have Luca, Trey. What else I have? I pull a Maxi. My bottom two is like iffy, but we move.
0: On to the first round preview. Let's start in Eastern Conference. Oh, finally. We have no idea as of right now at the Jared time of Allen is playing. I know. But we have no idea who the Heat will face in the first round whether it's the Cavs Or the Hawks. But we're going to preview this series anyway. Now, the Miami Heat, their fan base has come after us on multiple occasions because we said they have started to implode. And luckily for them and their fan base, they got blessed with the first seed in a very easy path to the Eastern Conference Finals. So, for one, the question I have, do you guys, are you still not sold on the Heat? And the other question is, What do you envision happening if they face the Cavs or Hawks?
2: The Hawks is an intriguing matchup for me because I feel like they can make this series competitive. You know, I think...
1: Hawks more so than the Cavaliers.
2: I do believe so because I think Atlanta has a little bit more experience than the Cavs, and I feel like experience really does matter in the playoffs, especially for young guys. And I also think they have a guy. You know, I think Trey Young far exceeds Garland at this point right now, and he's shown the ability that he can just turn up on any moment and then when he does Atlanta gets it going and then at home they get dangerous sometimes their shooters just start hitting then it gets dangerous but I think Atlanta would be a much more entertaining matchup for viewership purposes but I do think he beat either team in six games five games I think regardless the Heat's defense defensively they're just too good right now at the moment You know, you got one of the best defensive fives in the league in Miami. Offensively, I don't think they need to be elite to beat either of these teams because defensively, I think they'll be able to hold their own. I'm just going to be interested to see a lot of the young guys in this matchup. Garland, Tyler Harrow, you know, um, DeAndre Hunter, Evan Mobley. Like, this is what I'm really interested in. How are these young guys going to produce in their first or second matchups? Not really acknowledging (laughs) him. Um, But I'm, I'm really interested to see that. So for me, he in five or six... Whoever they play doesn't really matter to me. You got to
1: pick one, bro. He and five or Heat and six. Well,
2: it depends on what they play. All right, so if Heat play the Hawks, Heat and six. If they play the Cavs, Heat and five. Ooh.
1: And the Cavs just gave the Nets a really great game. And I don't know where you're leaning, Celtics and Nets.
2: Oh, you'll find out.
1: And now that Allen's playing, I really don't know if Atlanta's going to beat. Allen the hasn't played in like two
0: months. I'm not saying that the you're... Hawks have beat the Cavs three one this year. The Hawks are with Jer- a like solid Jordan. team. No, yeah, I understand. Like even with Jared like uh, Allen, let
2: me and let me say this before we continue on. This is for the fans and for you guys. I don't care nothing about the regular season anymore. Like throw of it course. out the window for me
1: because the Hawks and the, and the Knicks, the Knicks had a similar. Yeah, I, record I don't. I don't. Regular season playoffs. doesn't
2: matter. It doesn't move me anymore. It doesn't shake me. We are in a new era of basketball. We are in a new stage. This is playoff intensity. No doubt. So for me, the Cavs, the Heat, the Hawks. Part of me uh-huh. will give the Heat more of a run because of their experience, because of Trey Young, and he can. Turn up at any moment. It's still a wait and see on Garland. It's still a wait and see on Mobley. Jared Allen, I kind of understand that defense is
1: still going to be there. So, yeah. for me, that's how it
2: would Okay. Go. So, Let's,
0: the Cavs are one and two against the Hawks when Allen plays.
1: I think it's going to be a great game tonight. I think that I mentioned last show that Trey Young can get into one of those zones and he could backpack the team and get them past any team. He just has those type of capabilities, especially in a one game playoff. So, I think tonight's going to be a dogfight. I do believe that with Allen coming back, that's going to clean up some defensive things, give them a little bit of some kind of spark in the interior with offense. I do think that I do have the Cavaliers winning this game. I think Garland's going to show out. I think that with Allen's return, it's going to be tough for them to get in the paint, even though that's not really the Hawks' game. But regardless of that fact, I think that the defensive presence is going to be too strong for Atlanta. I think the Cavaliers do get past them. But I'm going to keep this preview as if it's a 50-50 chance, and I'll give it my perspective for both Series if, if need be. So, I do have the, the the Heat winning regardless. I have the Heat winning in five games. I think that the Heat need to put an exclamation point on this series. Whether it be four games or five games. If it goes six, it's going to allow people like us, who have been very critical, especially me, throughout the entire season, I've been very critical of... I don't know if they have the offensive firepower to be a true contender for the championship defensively, you're 100% right, Riv. They have one of the best starting fives on the defensive side of the ball in the NBA. But I do have my reservations about their offense. But that should not be an issue against neither the Cavaliers nor the Hawks. I think that so long as Jimmy Butler, Tyler Hero, Bam Adebayo play their game, you still have uh, Kyle Lowry providing any type of input towards this game, I think that they will be more than fine and more than capable to get by them because these two teams... Where Trey Young, yes, he's amazing. He could get a game. You have Garland who just can have one of those performances, not on the level of Trey Young by any means, but Garland has shown against the Nets that he can put a team on his back and keep them in a game, but still unfortunately not be able to get it done. I think that regardless of how you shake it, the Heat win a series in five games. I give this these both these teams the respect of giving them one game because they show that they could be in a, a game with any team, given given the fact that against the Nets who People are considering contenders. The Cavs really give them a run for their money on the Nets' home floor, and the Hawks still have Trey Young. And Trey Young, like I said, is capable of getting one. We saw Tatum last year against the Nets' big three get one by dropping an unbelievable fifty-point performance. Trey Young is capable of having a performance like that and getting the the Hawks one game, but it won't ultimately matter in the end. I have the Heat in five. Those are crispy.
0: The Hawks will beat the Cavs in the plan tonight, <clears throat> and I'm gonna be happy when they do. Watching a Heat and Cavs series is not something I'm looking forward to. It's going to be a... You got a vendetta against the Cavs. It's going love. to be a very ugly offensive series. Yeah. Very high-intense defense. Agreed. The love Heat it. would sweep them. I think it's not even... Like, the Cavs beat them twice this season, but both times have been without Jimmy Butler. I don't think the Cavs have enough offense to beat any team in the playoffs. Like, at in a series or whatever, like... They just are too limited offensively. Agreed. That I just don't have faith in them. The Hawks are intriguing. This is the same core that went to the Eastern Conference Finals last year. This is the same exact team. Trey Young, there's something about him when he faces the Miami Heat. He has a vendetta against him. It all started back last year in overtime versus Jimmy Butler. They talked a lot of trash. There is a rivalry there, and that's what I want to see in the playoffs. The Hawks have beat the Heat multiple times this season. It's not a good matchup for the Heat because they have a lot of offensive firepower. They pick apart Tyler Hero, Duncan Robinson, Max Shrews. Those are defensive liabilities for the Heat. That series is going to be highly competitive. It's going to go to six if they face the Hawks. I was low on the Heat. I've been low on them. I don't view them as contenders. I don't think they'll win the championship. And But, that, but that's not me saying that they won't get out the first round. Because ultimately, the Miami Heat are going to make the Eastern Conference Finals. It's as simple as that. The road they have is easy. Super easy. They're going to face the Hawks or Cavs. They're going to beat them. Next series, are they, they're facing
1: Philadelphia. Philadelphia.
0: Do I trust James Harden? I don't. Do I trust Philly to even get out the Toronto series? I mean, I'm not sure. And if, versus Toronto, I think the Heat should definitely win that but if, series. If
2: Philly gets out Toronto, I feel like they're fully prepared to play Miami. Like if they get out of Toronto and they beat Toronto, I, I feel like they are fully mentally, physically prepared to play Miami. Because I, I feel like... Toronto, defensively, is just as aggressive and just as gritty as Miami. So that would be a tough one, though. Miami's better defensively. No, yeah, they're better. But I think in terms of, like, physicality, aggressiveness, I think they're just as good as Miami. I think at at Toronto's best defensively, they can be just as good as Miami, especially their five.
0: I mean, we'll we'll get into the Toronto (coughs) Sixers series later, but just spoiler alert, don't give me your winner. Just give me how many games that series goes.
1: Toronto Sixers. Toronto Sixers?
2: <laughs> Damn. Um, six games.
0: Okay. So six games, either way, Philly or Toronto, that's a dogfight of a series. That's a highly competitive series. I don't think it's one blowout. So you're talking about, let's say Philly wins that series, they get out of it, highly competitive, Harden's already dealing with his little, you know, nicks and nacks <laughs> and injuries. I don't really trust that against Miami. Like, I think Miami has a very easy path to the conference finals. Jimmy Butler
1: has also been battling with injuries all season too.
0: Yeah. I just think the heat are in perfect position to go to the Eastern conference finals. The Hawks would be the most competitive first round series. The heat to me are one of the weaker first seeds that I've seen in recent memory. I don't think they're a very strong team, but because they have an easy path, they're going to get to the conference finals. Who's
1: weaker them or Philadelphia? How was that week? though? Atlanta
2: and then Philly. I was at a weak Eastern Conference path.
0: That is a weak Eastern
2: Conference path. So though,
1: well, look at look at last year with Philadelphia, right? You had Washington, and then you had Atlanta. That was supposed to be a breeze. Similarly, here I don't. Which I, I'm on. I agree with what you're saying. You have Atlanta, who's still a gritty team, same team as last season, who showed that they could go to the Eastern Conference Finals with this core. You still got to give them that respect. And then you have Philadelphia, who has James Harden, Joel Embiid. Either way, you shake it. That's still one of the better duos, regardless of how Harden's been playing. You still got to give him that respect.
0: The Sixers don't play well against great teams. They beat Miami already this year, but Miami's more prepared to play them and beat them, in my opinion. One thing I'll say about the Heat, things are starting to click for them. Victor yeah. Oladipo, last four games averaging 19 points per game. We've been talking about it all year long. He's their X factor. Like if he can play at a very high level, now you can have... A potential five-man lineup of Jimmy, Kyle Lowry, Oladipo, Bam, PJ, and you don't drop off defensively anywhere, and I think that's huge for them. They're the best three-point shooting, in the best three-point shooting team in the NBA percentage-wise. They're one of the best defenses still. There's a lot of things going for Miami. I think this path makes it much easier for them because they probably don't have to exert that much energy going to the conference finals. I agree. Like it's not like the Nets or Celtics path. Whoever they, you know, Celtics and Nets. It's going to be a tough series. One of them has to go and face Milwaukee. The Heat don't have to face a team like that, which is why I think that's very was similar easy to last path.
1: season. Super similar to last season, where it's written in the stars for the Heat to go to the Eastern Conference Finals. That's the I don't think right it's now. written in the stars. I, know. I I agree. I agree wholeheartedly.
0: So you see Philadelphia or Toronto beating them? Not Toronto. <laughs> nah not to I think Philly can beat them though I think I, I don't I just don't see how. I don't see how you can look at the Heat's path and be like their Eastern Conference Finals locked because uh, you still got to
2: give it's, Philly that respect
1: it's, and I, I don't disagree
2: think Atlanta, that Atlanta be- and oh, not, well, I think Atlanta they're, gonna, they're not going to come out of this and say like I this is a dog out, this is this is a tough series it's going to be win, but it's going to be a tough series and in Philly that's still a tough ass series they can still lose that series bro it's facts like they can still lose that series. I mean, you, you're looking at we'll, we can go and get to that when it if eventually happens. But the matchups, just like Embiid is still Embiid. Harden, he's been struggling. Yes, I agree, he's been shaky. He's still James Harden. Oh, you got to have Not some anymore. type of respect. I mean, you could say oh, you could say that, but who is Jimmy <laughs> oh, Butler man. really in the playoffs? Who is Jimmy Butler?
0: I don't totally disagree with you, but I think that's, that's still a tough show. You can't just fully say the problem. With, going to the the, the, the problem with the Sixers to me. Well, we'll talk conference. about. He's we'll, saying we'll, conference. Yeah, that's like, that's we'll what talk, I was we'll about. talk about. It later, but I, I have my reservations about Philly. I think that they're valid, and that's why oh, I think they. Ha- you? I think the Heat have a fairly easy road uh, to yeah. the
1: I wouldn't just. I wouldn't say easy. That's just a little disrespectful. Do we want to S- just go on to the Sixers? Do
0: no, I want to talk about. The we're South talking the
1: about Sixers. them right now, though. Might as you well. You want to keep it in order, bro? Stop being I, a jumper. I mean, bro, we're literally talking about Toronto and Six for the past five minutes. Let's just go right into it.
0: Okay. Sixers versus the Raptors. The Sixers fifty-one and thirty-one in the regular season, fourth seed. The Raptors thirty-eight and thirty-four, the fifth seed. Now the Raptors are three and one against the Sixers this season. Two and zero versus the Sixers when they've had Embiid and Harden, and those games have been without OG and and Fred VanVleet, who will be playing in the playoffs. Yep. Now, Riv, based off what you've been saying for the past couple of minutes, it sounds like you have Philly winning this series in six.
2: Yeah, I, I do have Philly winning this series. And um, credit to them. Those are good wins. You know, Matisse will not be playing in Toronto because of COVID, COVID situations. Yeah. But I'm under the belief that if you have two superstar caliber, not saying Harden's a superstar right now, but two superstar caliber players, you should be able to thug out a series like this. And Toronto's going to be a tough series. And you know, that's a team that plays defense at a high level. It's a team that's going to full-court pressure They're going to be a... a basically 48 minutes of trying are extremely hard, and they're going to give you everything they can give you. But I just look at at Philly, and I think if, and this is a big if, but if Harden, Maxi, Tobias, and Embiid can get it clicking, I really don't think Toronto can step with them if those four can just get it clicking. Defensively, this is going to be a tough series. But the reason why Embiid struggled in certain series, like I'm going to use Toronto, for example, in 2019, they had elite big men defenders that can really check him. They, Toronto right now doesn't have a big man. I don't trust Ken Birch in a seven-game series to guard and beat. I don't trust OG. I don't Siakam, trust Scotty. He's a rookie. No. Siakam is too skinny. He's not strong enough to stay with Embiid. They're going to throw a lot of double teams, which is going to create a lot of opportunities for Harden and Maxi and Tobias Harris, and he has to hit their shots. They do, and I think if they hit their shots, they can definitely win the series and make this competitive. But Toronto's going to make this a fight. Regardless, this is going to be a six, possibly seven game series because in Toronto it's going to be tough because they don't have Matisse, and I think Matisse is going to be able to check anybody in Toronto starting five when he does play. But I got Philly in six.
1: Let me ask you before I give my analysis. Do you, Yo, do you believe that Har- uh, that Embiid by himself can win the Sixers this series?
2: I believe Harden is going to be better than what he's shown us.
1: But let me. That my my main question is: Do you believe? Oh that- no, if Harden stinks it up, they don't win. All right, they don't win. All right. They don't win. Because I'm under the same exact impression. Harden
2: sinks up, they do not win.
1: Now, this is going to be the second best series of the first round, in my opinion. I think that this is going to be, like Riv said, a dogfight. I have this series going seven games. Now... You look at Toronto, they have one of the best defensive starting fives in the NBA as well. Super young. You have Fred Van Vliet, who's uh, has been excellent this season offensively. You have Pascal Siakam who's most likely going to make an all-NBA team, most likely the third all-NBA team. You have players like OG Ananobi, Gary Trent Jr., and of course Scotty Barnes who is going to be a candidate for rookie of the year. Defensively, they're a great defensive unit, but offensively, they're a very I wouldn't bore, I wouldn't call them great. They're definitely really good. I believe that with the lack of bigs that Toronto has, Joel Embiid's going to probably average 30 to 35 points per game. He is not going to be stopped by this Toronto defense. There's nothing they can do. Joel Embiid's just going to be a force to be reckoned with. But they need to accept that and try to minimize James Harden, Tyrese Maxey, Tobias Harris. Because that gives them the best chance of, you know what? We're not going to be able to stop Joel Embiid. Let's put him on an island. Let's let him. Tr- Let's let him try and beat us by himself. The key to us not losing is minimizing Harden, minimizing Maxi, because we've seen Harden be inconsistent since coming to Philadelphia, and we've seen Maxi since Harden has come to Philadelphia also in moments not be the aggressive Maxi that we saw in early in the season. We saw against the Nets, Maxi really shied away, and then. Weirdly enough, against Miami, you had Maxi, who was the the reason why they were able to get past them. But you still have moments here and there from from that from that time period. Excuse me, that Maxie just kind of shies away from the moment and doesn't want the opportunity. So I do have my concerns with Philadelphia. I think this goes seven, and I think that given James Harden's inconsistent play of recent and Tyrese, uh, excuse me, Matisse Thibault's not playing on the road, I think that that plays a huge factor. And I do believe that the Raptors are going to win in six in seven games.
0: People look at this series and they count out Toronto. Philadelphia is a team that has been getting favored as recently, in my opinion, when I've read a lot of these writers uh, predictions. And the reason is because they feel like they're getting James Harden of old. James Harden is not the same player. And as somebody who has watched James Harden, if made it made it a habit of mine, a life habit of mine. Every day for the past couple of years, he is not not the same player this season. You talk about Embiid doing what he does against Toronto. That's a given. He's going to average 30. He's going to get his rebounds. He's going to do what Embiid does. Nobody can guard him, but that doesn't matter. Toronto doesn't need to stop Embiid. 100%. They don't need to stop him. James Harden versus Toronto this year in Philly, averaging 15 points. 7 rebounds, 11.5 assists, but 4.5 turnovers, shooting 33% from the field and 12% from three. Tobias Harris is averaging 12 points per game versus Toronto this year. Tobias Harris is not reliable in the playoffs. James Harden right now, based on what I've seen this season, is not reliable in the playoffs. Tyrese Maxey, I like him a lot. I don't know what I'm going to get. So who on Toronto is reliable in the playoffs? Fred Van Vliet. Fred is reliable. Pascal, Pascal Siakam is reliable. a number one? I'm not saying as number one, but as, I'm saying as, as a I trust one. those guys. And guess what? This is what I also say. Even if they're not reliable to give you a given twenty a night, I know the energy, effort, defensive intensity That's is going to 100%. be there. Percent. Harden, every player Harden the is not lineup. playing any defense. Nope. Tobias Harris is not a good defender. Tyrese Maxey is undersized. And then Danny Green, like Danny, Green. he used to be a very valuable role player. He's not that anymore. The Sixers have no depth whatsoever. The Raptors beat the Sixers already without Fred, without OG. Precious averaged 20 points per game in the last two games versus them. He was hitting transition pull-up threes against them. He was on one. Gary Trent averaged 20 versus the Sixers. Their role players have stepped up. They've stepped up huge, and they all play defense. The Sixers' biggest problem is not that Harden is not necessarily himself. Their biggest problem is that they don't have any depth. Outside of those big four guys, you have Danny Green, Niang, and Shake Milton that you can really rely on. And then you got guys like Paul Reed and Isaiah Joe. Like, I don't rely on those guys in a playoff series. The Sixers are not good against good or great teams. They're, they went six, 7-6 and, seven and six against team, teams who made the play in their playoffs this year. Thibel can't play in Toronto. And the Raptors, surprisingly, are great against top teams. They are seven and two this year against the top four teams in the Eastern Conference. They outscore Philly by eleven points with Chris Boucher or Pascal Siakam being the tallest player on the court. So they haven't played big against Philadelphia, and they've had success. And just to talk about the depth, Philly has been outscored sixty-one to thirty-six, and then beats twenty-one minutes off the floor versus Toronto. So if Embiid is not on the floor, even if it's a three- to five-minute stretch, Toronto can easily take control of the game. The Raptors are better coached. 100%. They're more disciplined. Agreed. They're third in tono- turnover rate, which means they don't turn the ball over. They take care of it. And they're first in opponent turnover rate, which means they force turnovers. turnovers and yeah. you look at James Harden. He's one of the more turnover-prone players in the NBA right now who's lost a step. I think this is Raptors in six. I think this series is relying on Harden. It really is because they don't have depth. They need Harden to be superstar level, and I don't think he'll be superstar level. And Beat is going to get his. The Raptors are better coached, like I said. They're more disciplined. They're better defensively, and they have more scoring options. They have more depth that I Trust more at this moment in time.
2: You trust that depth to carry over into a playoff situation? You think Precious and is gonna pull up transition threes and hit him? And it's not come? about
1: that. But listen, That's this what, what this uh, what I'm saying. You, you, I never, you I you never said ma- that. No, you magnified the worst player in his argument. No, he's gonna be shot. one.
2: Of, um, he's gonna be one of the depth. You players. want you want me to name you the depth guys? You said and you said well, Maxie's undersized me. when Fred VanVleet is literally shorter than him. But Fred VanVleet, we know he's an all star. He's an all star. But you, you, you have to say he's undersized though. He's six three. Is Tyrese Maxi a good defender?
1: Great defender.
2: He's a really He's not a
0: comb. Is he Fred VanVleet on defense? No, he's not.
2: He's not. But you're trying to say understand. Like, Fred, he's 5 I'm just bro. saying,
0: in, in Philadelphia's lineup, mm. your best perimeter defender is, is Danny Green. If Matisse Stipe was not playing in Toronto. Well, the first two games were in Philly, young yeah. man. So and, he, we and, have And Matisse. guess what? The problem with Philadelphia is that if you're starting Matisse and not Danny Green,
3: mm-hmm.
0: now you have defense, but you don't have spacing. You start Danny Green, you have spacing, but your defense drops off. So they're really picking their poison in that avenue. Harden, Maxi, Tobias are not good defenders. When Thaibo doesn't play, you have Danny Green out there. They're, they can put Embiid in so many pick and roll situations and target him to the point that he might be gassed out. We've seen Embiid gassed out in fourth quarters in the playoffs before. Because of that, I feel like the Raptors have the advantage. And talking about the depth, Fred can give me 20 any night. Pascal can give you 20 night 20 any, any night. He averages 30 against Philadelphia in the season series. But Max he can also give you 20. Okay, but eight. let me finish. Gary Trent averages 20 against the Sixers. He can uh, give you 20 any night. You OG stop. You gotta stop. OG can give you 20 any night. And OG's really good The Raptors have awesome. four players who can give you 20 on any single given night. Scotty. And I'm not even, and Scotty, I wouldn't say 20. I say like a good 15. He's a rookie,
2: so what do you come on?
0: And then I'm not even mentioning guys like Chris Boucher off the bench who. Who've been huge for Toronto this year, been solid. and Precious, who's been very solid against the Sixers in the uh, season series. So, so what I'm saying is so that much. the Raptors, the Raptors, not only do I trust them more, okay, but I trust their effort and their intensity to be there every single so you, possession. So and you, so you also the, to answer to, my
2: question: Yes, you believe their depth is going to
0: translate into the playoffs. Their depth, yeah, but I, I actually just believe that their top guys are going to play very well.
1: Their depth's going to translate in the first round. Because I agree with you, their depth, in my opinion, is lacking. I look at their starting five, and that's the strength for them. That's literally it for top, Philly too. On top of, But the thing is, Toronto has the defense to stop Philadelphia's guys outside of Joel Embiid
0: and Thad Young.
1: Correct. That's that's another piece that that was It was really, really nice. He has experience. I want to I, I want to adjust my analysis. If it goes seven and Tyrese, and excuse me, I keep saying Tyrese, and Ty yeah. able to play he will, in Philadelphia. Correct. I think that Philadelphia has a strong chance to win that game. So I'm going to I'm gonna adjust my analysis. I think the Raptors are going to win in six because that game six in Toronto is going to be huge for them. That is going to be a very and tough game. And you mentioned it perfectly. Nick Nurse is a better coach than Doc Rivers. Agreed. And if it gets to a point where he can't adjust to his guys underperforming, which has been a huge blemish on Doc Rivers' name being unable to make adjustments throughout a series, Nick Nurse is going to coach circles around him.
3: I
2: agree. No, that's Nick Nurse clears. He clears. I just think you know playoff star power definitely matters. I don't to, disagree to a high end. And Toronto's a really, really good ass team. Like they're defensively, they're dogs. But from what we've seen, Pascal's at number one isn't that good. He's not that good.
1: That, but this is a different Pascal. You could say that. And Fred Van Vliet has taken it up a notch too. He's really good. You can say that,
2: but who's guarding Pascal? Matisse will lock Pascal up.
0: He didn't lock him up when they played in a regular they season game.
2: Matisse. I mean, like it's a regular season game. There's a
1: chance that Matisse only plays three games. Four, excuse four. me. Four, excuse he'll, me. He'll play he yep. yeah, He'll play four. Well,
0: so what? Ha- who's guarding? Who's guarding Pascal when Matisse can't play in Toronto?
1: That'd be a tough one. Nobody. Is Embiid gonna have to play defense on Pascal? It's the only option. He can't play defense he on can't. Pascal.
2: Why can't
0: he? He can't defend him. I've seen Pascal cook him oh two.
2: Who's gonna guard Embiid, bro?
0: We nobody has it. to. We so said what it. What do
2: you mean nobody has to? He
0: averaged thirty in the season series, you and they still lost.
2: You're talking about a regular. Okay, you're talking about a season series that let's, you just said right. doesn't Again, really matter. let's
1: not talk about the regular we season. We don't need to. It doesn't matter. Let's just talk about it. Projecting, right? You okay. have Embiid, who we said is going to give at minimum thirty points per game. We have, a, we have an inconsistent. Well, Horton. I'm projecting
2: Harden's going to be better than what he is, what he has been. But saying. How
1: can you do that? It's projecting, but which I'm fine with because you just projected Pascal's going to be
2: better. So, I, I can't project?
1: But my point is, Pascal has already had a run where he was great. But as the number one, I understand. But this regular season, he has been nothing but consistent. I mean, he was
0: he, consistent. Harden has right, been inconsistent. Fair. Maxie you know, has I, I been don't, inconsistent. I don't like this whole thing you're doing where you're just throwing out the regular season. You I to. understand it's the. I understand so it's So we're going to throw out
1: the regular season where Harden has been inconsistent, but suddenly he's going to turn it on the no, playoffs. I'm
2: saying, okay, let me not say you completely throw it out. Let me not say that. that's disrespectful. I'm not going to say you have to completely. Pascal's throw it out. all NBA this season. but I'm going to I'm I'm going to say regular season doesn't always translate of to course, the playoffs, we know that. especially with veteran guys. Like it doesn't always translate. Like you, like I get it. Regular season the matchup looks funky, but. In the playoffs, all that can change is if diff- some coaches don't even use their schemes in the regular season that they use in the playoff. Like it's in the playoffs is such a different vibe. Like it's, but it's just di- I know reverse. I
0: know it's a it's, different vibe. But this this what is I'm going to say. That is true. Even though regular season, I understand that it doesn't matter. Like a team can win the regular season series. Like for example, the Nuggets won the regular season series against Golden State. Yeah. You want to know why I throw that out though? Because Draymond Green didn't play for any of those games. And Steph, Clay, nor Dre played for any of those games all together, which that's going to happen in the playoffs. With Toronto, it wasn't like they had an unfair advantage. No, Philly played all of their guys. Tobias, Maxie, Harden, and Bede. They all played with Thibel as well. And Toronto played without two of their top guys and still beat them. That's That's why it matters. That's why it matters. I still don't think it matters, The matchups matter. That's why that matters. I
2: still don't think it matters. And the way though, the way
0: I saw Scotty Barnes guarding Harden and his length bothering him, I've saw him pickpocket him multiple times. That is definitely gonna translate. Like yeah. we see that happen.
1: And again, if they allow M B to, to just do what he's gonna do yeah. and really hone in on Harden, Tobias and Maxi, which is more than possible, how how or what offensive output can they put forth to get past them? Again, which is why I started my analysis with Ken Embiid by himself. I said no. So there it is. But I think I'm projecting Harden's going to be better. And what's allowing you to project that Harden's going to be better?
0: He's a superstar caliber player, bro.
1: But we haven't seen that in the playoffs basically his entire career. Basically. No,
0: we have. We- <laughs> yeah, that's just ridiculous. <laughs> we haven't seen Harden all season long be even an all-star caliber player, I would argue. It's not Um, ridiculous. I don't want to say that.
1: He's been an all-star caliber
2: player. He's been,
0: for most of the season, he's been below that.
1: He's averaging almost a triple-double, but efficiency's been terrible, and it's been an ugly... Again, it's ugly. That's true, that's true, true, that's
2: true. I don't know. I just think, like, come playoff time... They got a lot to prove, bro. Philly like they, they have that chip on their shoulder. They have a lot to prove. They have the mentality. We have to prove something. The Harden has a lot to prove. I think he'll definitely be better. He but doesn't though. He interrupts. literally
0: said I have nothing to prove in his in his in his press conference. Was that a stab in the back? Was
2: heart that like a fact? Was that like a fact or somebody just made that up? Nah, no, he said it.
0: He said I have absolutely nothing to prove. Was wow. a fool.
2: He really so he like this he wasn't like that. something like no, fixed he, up. He, he said that quote.
0: Wow. He said I have absolutely nothing to prove. Why did he say that? What's wrong with it? I guess they asked him the question, and he said that.
2: Well, Embiid has something to prove, bro. But not nah, Toronto's a tough team. I don't know. I just feel like Philly, I, I still got Philly. Philly in six.
1: Nah, Philly in seven. seven. All right. Philly in seven. All right. Definitely Philly in
2: seven.
0: You talked about, you, you said the Raptors are going to be the best series. The Sixers or the Second best. Second best. Because the best one is Celtics Hundred right? 100%. Celtics 51-31, third seed, versus the Nets 44-38, seventh seed. Now,
2: this would have been my second best series. I What's I don't one? Utah and Dallas.
0: Yuck! Lucas not, not even. Playing. That's why I said
2: this yeah. would have been my second.
0: Now I don't know what Rivers is going to say. I know what you are going to say though. So why are the Celtics going to win this series, Drew?
1: The Celtics are going to win this series because since the All Star break, they have proven that they are the best team in basketball. Now what really makes this a little bit more difficult is that Rob will is not going to be playing at the start of the se- the series with Rob will his presence his versatility defensively is going to be missed desperately now regardless of that fact Rob will is still projected to come back in this series as supposedly is Ben Simmons however we shall see they're targeting as early as game four again that's TBD but
0: for example I mean just for just for um your for your information Rob will, is coming back, but if he does, it's going to be game six or seven. It's not going to be if they early in six. or, six or yeah. seven. Okay.
1: All right, so regardless of that fact, the Celtics have been the best defense in the NBA. They have been one of the best offensives in the NBA since the All-Star break. And now what really scares people is the duo of Kevin Durant and Kyrie Irving for obvious reasons. They are arguably, and in my opinion, the best offensive duo in basketball. But it comes with worries when the rest of the supporting cast is in question and they are super inconsistent. Bruce Brown, his play, you, you can respect his role for the team. I can't trust Bruce Brown being my third, fourth best player in a series and getting me past the the Celtics who have been unbelievable defensively and offensively have Jason Tatum, Jalen Brown, who can put up with any any team. And Tatum has shown that by himself he has the capabilities to propel his team to a victory. And I just think that I look at the Celtics and they're playing better team-oriented basketball than the Brooklyn Nets right now. If KD or Kyrie, which listen, KD and Kyrie, either or, they're, not, they're more, more likely than not not going to play bad. But if one of them has an off night, you can guarantee that the Celtics are going to win that game. Because these two need to be perfect for the Nets to get past the Celtics. And again, if you really want to look at it like this, the Celtics, To if you watched our football episode, our, our buddy Joel, not Joel, our buddy Joel Dells said this perfectly. How can you expect the Celtics to compete with the Bucks to compete with the Suns, if they can get past the Nets? If you are really the championship contender that you are, you get past the Nets and you don't look back. Because there's no way that you are statistically... The best defense in basketball and record wise the best team in the NBA since the All Star break. And you can't you can't get past a team that has been super inconsistent throughout the season. What you can look to is that KD well, when he's on the court has been great. But I'll say I'll say this. I think the team oriented basketball will win. And ultimately, right now, the Celtics are the best team oriented basketball team that there is.
0: Well, that's easy. What, what Joe said is very uh easy to pick apart. Casual. For
1: One, they're not, they can't, it's not casual. You can't get past the Nets who everyone has as contenders. They were
0: the number one
2: team before Kevin Durant went down. They were the number one team in the East. They were better than us. They were better than the Celtics. They were better than the Bucs. They were better than the Heat when Kevin Durant was and healthy Durant and playing at an every level. Still but they were the best team. So I'm
0: not saying that's not true. But, um,
1: what Joe, what Joe
0: said, Joe said, How do you expect the Celtics to beat the Bucs? I don't. How do you expect <laughs> the Celtics to beat the Suns? I don't. I don't think the Celtics win the championship. I think with Rob Will. If they beat the if they beat the Nets, they're losing to the Bucs in the second round. With Rob Will. You can have him. You know,
1: <laughs>
0: I don't even if Rob Will plays this series, I don't think it changes much. I don't. I really don't. Um I'd love to hear why. The season series this year's 3 0. The Celtics have won, but two of those wins came without Katie or Kyrie. The one win was on March 6th. They won 126 to 120. 28 lead changes, tied 19 times. KD, one game fresh off his MCL injury, dropped 37. Aldridge dropped 14 points. I thought he was pretty huge in that game. Kyrie had 19 points, 8 for 18, didn't even play that well. Bruce Brown actually has been playing well for the Celtics. Last two games, 15, 6, and 5. And. He shoots 40% from three this season on one attempt, which is in a large sample size. It's but nothing. It's nothing. But Bruce Brown, he's not Matisse Stiebel out there. Like, Bruce Brown has hit clutch threes this season. He's capable of hitting big shots. He's
1: serviceable on offense. Now, in that game. He's serviceable. I'm not saying that he's anywhere near the word <laughs> go don't guard him, I don't know. Which is why yeah. he is as effective as he is. Now,
0: in that game, Tatum had a career night. 54 points, a career game. 54 points. Rob Will had five blocks, four in the four first quarter. And Jalen Brown, although he didn't have 30, he had 21 on 8 for 17 shooting, which is really damn good efficiency. I want to give props to the Celtics. It was a great in-season turnaround. They started out 25 and 25, then went 26 and 6, which was one of the best records in the NBA in the second half of the season. But the Nets, and I said this on Twitter, this isn't a 2-7 matchup. And part of the reason why people are giving the Celtics the benefit of the doubt in this series and they're, they're betting on them is because this does have some Suns versus Lakers last year vibes where, oh, we're just picking the Lakers because they have LeBron and AD, and that's why we're picking the Nets because it's, it's Katie and Kyrie. But this is totally different. And the Celtics are not those Suns. They're not those Suns. Those Suns went to the finals. Those Suns are a well-oiled machine that run a cohesive system on offense that is damn near unstoppable. Those those Suns are just as good defensively as those Celtics. Now, no, they're not. I mean, how? The, the Celtics are first in U.S. rating, the, the Suns are second. Again, with Rob Will,
1: this is a whole different story. It's a whole different story. Now,
0: the reason this isn't a 2-7 matchup, The Celtics and Nets is an Eastern Conference Finals matchup. It's unfortunate that the Celtics faced the Nets in the first round. There is a reason why the Bucs intentionally ducked the Nets in the first round because they didn't want to face the Nets. The Nets are 36-19 with Kevin Durant in the lineup. That's a .655 win percentage, which would be the first. It would be first in the East. That's the best win percentage in the Eastern Conference with Kevin Durant. So the Nets with KD and Kyrie are a 1 seed. With KD and Kyrie, 123 offensive rating, the best in the NBA by far. They outscore teams by 13 points per 100 possessions when both of them are on the floor. The Nets finished on a 12-5 stretch, so they've gotten better towards the back half of the season. In the last um 17 games, or yeah, in the last 17 games, they've had the 8th best defense in the NBA. So they've been good defensively. They've been elite offensively. And this year, the Celtics struggle in close games. Only 13 and 22. Only the Indiana Pacers were worse. The Nets are 22 and 20, 20 in clutch games. So that's a coin flip. Every single time it's on a, on a tight game, it's a coin so flip. That they're going to win. I mean, it's better than 13 and 22. And,
2: that, and that's you accounting. You don't know who's playing, who's not playing.
0: Yeah. The Nets, in my opinion, they're going to win this series. And yeah, Rob will could change it a little bit, but really, even if Rob will is there, I still give the Celtics the edge. I think Ben Simmons, if he comes, the,
1: the Nets edge.
0: The ben, ben Simmons, if he comes back, if he doesn't, it doesn't really matter. Like I think the Nets can beat the Celtics without Ben Simmons. I think if if the Nets are in control of the series, Ben Simmons doesn't come back for this series. My question is: Will LaMarcus Aldridge play? Will Blake Griffin play? I don't probably, I don't think so. They've both been iced out of the rotation, which has kind of been confusing to me. But Steve Nash wants more defense, so that's why he goes out with James Johnson and Bruce Brown, and he has those guys come in. Patty Mills and Guron Dragic have to play really well this series, so their bench doesn't get outscored by a lot when KD and Kyrie are out. Because when KD is out, the Nets really struggle. Like, they are horrible without him. So they need their bench to step up. But I think the Nets win this in six. I think Katie and Kyrie, just too much. Bruce Brown has filled his role as a roller, as a screener, being in the dunker spot. I mean, this is what he did
1: last season. Yeah,
0: but the thing, the thing, people choked in the playoffs. The the thing people confuse about spacing is that spacing—you can have good spacing even if you're not a good shooter, as long as you're a good passer. And Bruce Brown is a good passer. Is he great? No, but. He's a serviceable passer. That's the same reason why Memphis... That's basically his game. That's why they made the trade for Steven Adams and they shipped out Jonas because Jonas is the one who offers more spacing, you know, you would think. But Steven Adams is the better passer, so it's still been... It, Memphis has been able to keep that spacing even with Steven transition. Adams. Mm-hmm. And they filled their whole at center with Andre Drummond, who now... Is he is is he not the best rebounder in this series now? You know those before Drummond the Nets were giving up a lot of second chance opportunities because they didn't have that defensive rebounder and Andre Drummond is somebody who fills that role. This, like I said, is an Eastern Conference Finals matchup. I don't think Celtics fans should be down if they lose this series because the Nets are a tough team and they're going to give the Bucks a run for their money the next round. But I have the Nets in six. I think Katie and Kyrie, as long as they play. They can beat anybody in the NBA.
2: I do think the Nets, the Celtics should be upset if they lose this first round series. You no just doubt. did all of that. Yep. In and, and you just had a damn near historic regular season, 100%. a historic turnaround, and you go and you lose in the first round. You no matter who you play, you should be upset because you should have. After a historic run like that in the regular season, at least push for an ECF. In my opinion, Celtics is ECF or bust for me, honestly. I feel like if you you just did that, it's ECF or bust. I agree. But they're young, so it's okay. Next year, blah, 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 but they should still be upset. That's Celtics. Celtics, I love their defensive scheme. I love the fact that they switch everything. Robert Williams, he's going to be missed because his interior defense – but I think they'll be fine. Al Horford has been good. Definitely. Marcus Smart is still that anchor for that defense. Talk. Jason Tatum has played like an All-NBA defender this year. Jalen Brown can still play at an All-NBA defense. And Derek White, Payton Pritchard has been solid when he plays. So I think they're they're fine. Graham I think they're Williams. fine. Yeah, Robert Williams is going to hurt. But I think with a team that doesn't have an interior offensive presence, it's not going to hurt. Like if they played the Bucks first round, then obviously Rob Brill would have hurt mightily because Giannis, this guy – you could slow him down with that, but because Kevin Durant and Kyrie and them, they're not a dominant offensive presence, Rob Will is going to be as missed as much.
1: Interior offensive presence.
2: And yep. it really
0: mm-hmm. doesn't matter because Kevin Durant is shooting over anybody. Kyrie Irving is scoring on anybody. It, regardless. But they just of the have switch, the
1: best options to defend against them.
0: Yeah, but even without Rob Will, you're still going to have Marcus Smart, Jalen Brown, Jason Tatum, Al Horford, Great Derek Great defensive White, unit. Yeah, so that's why I'm saying I don't think the Rob Will loss is that big of a loss. Because in this matchup. In their, this matchup. Their, their, their okay, yes. five-man defensive lineup is still elite. I'm, listen, in when, this when, matchup. When he's
1: saying they don't have a chance against Milwaukee, they don't have a chance against the Suns, that is wrong when Rob Will's in the lineup. The Nets, 100%, which is why I still will pick the Celtics. They still have a unit that can defend against Kyrie. You're not going to stop them. There's no stopping elite players like that. The only ones that can stop them are themselves. But regardless of that fact, you still have Marcus Smart, Jalen Brown, Jason Tatum, Al Horford, Derek White, Payne Pritchard, Grant Williams that can all defend at a solid to elite level. Like you, you, you mentioned the bench.
2: You know, Patty Mills, Drogic have to play better. Of course, for me, the X factor, is Seth Curry. You know, he's facts. been dealing with an ankle injury. If he gets it going, ooh, it, ah, if he gets it going, Struggles he gives last you that. Game. If he gets. Angle injury, like I said. I know facts. If, if he gets it going. He gets that gives you that 18, that 19 on 40%. His, his playoff splits are ridiculous, by the way. He's shooting like 50, 50, 88, something like yep. that. So if he gets it going and becomes that third guy for them, I don't think there's a guy on Boston offensively that can keep up with Seth Curry because of his shooting and the way he's able to just create on offense, running the pick and roll and able to shoot over the top. So it, it for me, I pick... I got Nets in six. You know, I think Kevin Durant, like I said, I don't think they're a seven-seed team. I just think they've been dealing with a lot of inconsistencies in the lineups, a lot of injuries. They were the number one team in the East when Kevin Durant was healthy, like at his best. He was an MVP candidate, and they were the number one team in the East. So for me, I have the Nets and Celtics. I think Kevin Durant and Kyrie in the playoffs, we know what they're going to do. Kevin Durant especially, he's probably the best player in the East right now in the playoffs, and I think – at right now, Jason Tatum, he's great. You know, Jalen Brown, they're great. That, that, But I think those other guys, Seth Curry, Andre Drummond, they're going to be able to step it up. Patty Mills, Grand Roger with that experience, that championship experience, that those runs, that experience is going to help them too much. So for me, I got the Nets and six.
0: And also, with Boston, they switch the most of any team in the NBA. Switchable defense. I like it, though. The thing about that is that switching on defense like that matters when you're facing an offense that runs a lot of sets and you have to switch off these screens. The Nets, it doesn't really like for the bother them. Yeah, because with the Nets, they're switching, but they're isoing regardless. 6'3", like,
2: Derek White is not going to like Kevin Durant. The,
0: the Nets are isoing regardless, so that's why the switching isn't going to be as impactful versus the Nets because, I mean, Durant and Kyrie are going to do what they do regardless on anybody. It doesn't matter who's on them.
2: I yeah, like I like the Nets in this match. I don't. I wouldn't say the Bucks was ducking them, but they were ducking them. They, they benched they everyone to not play. They intentionally lost.
0: Them. To me, it's rest.
1: Nah, but it was corny of them.
2: Rest,
0: rest. I got a question for you. Talk to me. Seth Curry has better shooting splits in the playoffs than Steph, right?
2: I think so. Yeah. Yeah. He has less responsibility. So what's the question? I don't no, know that, what the question. That, no,
0: that's the question. I was asking him if he had better. Splits. He has better shooting splits than Harden too. By far. I was asking about Steph. Yeah, though. but I
2: just wanted to make sure that the case, and LeBron, if we wanted to be so jokey-jokey. The, the better brother. I mean, he's better than all three of them. If that's the case, he has better splits than most guys. Kevin Durant, LeBron, Steph. Jordan. Harden, Jordan. Like, what? Magic. Kareem, what do we want to keep going?
0: Well, that just proves that oh, okay. the, the, the Nets should win the series with Seth.
1: Even though he's hurt. This is going to be a fun one. It was an ugly game against the Cavaliers. And the Cavaliers. I actually think. And Celtics, it's
2: The and Nets bounds. win
0: in seven. I think this is a seven game series. You think
1: they.
2: I don't think the Nets win in Boston.
0: I think they can. I think. I don't know why they can't.
2: I don't think. No, I didn't say they can't. I just said, I don't think they will. That's like, I think they have to win in six.
1: If the Celtics go up 2 0, it could end in five.
2: I don't think that's all the way fact. I've seen a lot of teams go up 2 0 and lose two straight. I.
1: I agree, but I think the Celtics are a different unit.
0: <laughs> uh, I saw the Nets in Game Seven lose to Milwaukee at home. Tough. Because of that, I—I I, for for me at least, I don't think when these the, these teams are this talented, home court is going to really matter as much. Like I, I think Kyrie Irving would love the opportunity to shut Boston fans up in a Game Seven. Like I think he would drop 40 in that type of environment and say, I'm going to drop 40 and then step on this logo and walk out too.
1: And doing it on the Defensive Player of the Year, you just got to applaud him if he does it. But I don't know. Macal
0: Bridges is playing in the series?
3: Ooh. Um,
1: it, didn't it already come out that he won Defensive Player of the Year? He's the favorite. Yeah. Um, I have the Celtics in seven. I would not be shocked if they won in five. I have Nets in six. I would be
2: shocked if anybody wins in five, to be honest.
0: Yeah, this isn't a five-game series.
2: This is this is definitely. I, I wouldn't, Why Why do you keep calling it an Eastern Conference matchup? though? You said the Celtics aren't going to the Eastern Conference Finals.
0: They're an Eastern Conference Finals caliber team. Mm. They're better than Miami to me. The Nets are better than Miami to me. Okay, okay, okay. The, it's, I think it's the, the Celtics, Nets, and the Bucks are all in the tier of those Conference Finals teams, and the Heat are Conference Finals teams as well. The, we're getting a Conference Finals matchup in the first round. Makes sense. Okay. This is Conference Finals matchup. For sure. All right. Yeah. Last series we're gonna talk about in the East. Bucks versus Bulls. We can
2: kind of skim through this. This we is the saddest one of the East. We don't need the, you know, we could kind of just like challenge. you're, the,
0: you're <laughs> the Bulls guy, so what's your faith level going into the series? Oh, for me, I'm just, you know, I'm kind of You happy to be here? Happy to be here. You know, I'm just happy <laughs> I'm
2: excited to be back. You know, it's been since twenty seventeen, since we made the playoffs. So, you know, I'm excited to be in this environment. I'm excited to get that that love back and experience the joy of being in the playoffs. For me, I'm just an observer. You know, in this playoffs, I'm just observing how Zach plays, observing how Pat Will looks, Kobe White. You know, all the young guys just kind of ex- seeing how they play and whatnot. But I don't expect us to win. If we do win, that would be Fucking insane, but I don't expect us to win. <laughs> I don't even expect us to make competitive. Nobody do does. That. Yeah, Trust so me. I expect us not to, that to be. No, we're better than the other. But <laughs> I expect it to be a four or five game series. Five, if we four, get lucky. Probably. Let's you know. Let's get a win for the home team. You know, make it cool. But four or five game series. They definitely. should not
0: make this game single elimination. We don't need to see four games of. Like I mean, we Ash saw you smoking. guys play
2: the Hawks five times, right. so I think we, we, don't, can, we don't. We don't need can, to see you know, four games of. We saw Ash Trey Man, Young do this so. in the Garden. You know, ice embarrass them. Yeah, so if we had to see that, I think we can see this. You know,
0: we yeah. didn't have three All Star caliber players though. Like, did
2: you, you have all NBA player play though? We only have one.
0: Would you classify Zach Levine as All NBA though?
2: He didn't make it. He, he won't didn't make it, it but he's a no. We don't play. We don't. We don't classify it. We who makes it. Julius makes it. Demar's going to well, make But we know it.
3: Julius isn't on that
2: team. Hey, listen. And Julius man, was second wasn't
3: was team.
0: Was he second I don't think
2: Demar is going to be, be
3: third.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I mean you had that. I mean
2: tough. I mean what? Atlanta only had one NBA player? Yeah. The Bucks have three all-stars also. And they have the almost the MVP. It's a tough matchup, bro. I'm
1: going to tell you what. This series is going to break my heart cuz I would have loved to see the Bulls play literally any single other team. Any other team had to be Milwaukee. Yeah, it's life, man. Unfortunately, man, this series is done Cooked up It's done Regardless of what you want to say The Bucks <laughs> are better offensively They're better just defensively They're just better Have the best player in the series Have the best perimeter defender in the series Have the best interior defender in the series <laughs> Yeah It's Bucks. It could be in four I'm giving y'all the respect of five I hope we just get one I just want to see now, one I want to see one But I want to see Levine and DeMar play great every single game That'd be fair I want to see that. You guys are just too banged up, and maybe, maybe this is a a conversation if Lonzo and Caruso are healthy together. But even still, I've kept it consistent. The one team that I can't have any team beat, outside of maybe the Celtics. No yeah, long. you haven't
2: been real consistent with
1: them, but of recent, I have been.
2: I mean, now you're all on the. Train. I'm all in on. Yeah. I'm
1: all in again. Disclaimer: Riv was first on the wave. He knew. I want to put that out there. I have to put that out there every single time I talk about them, but. Is going to be a breeze from Milwaukee.
0: You know, that's very high level analysis from you two. I'm glad that you gave me your takes on it. Just kidding, by the way. Let me get into why the Bulls suck. Um, because they have sucked. They've been real bad since um, Lonzo's, Lonzo Ball's injury.
2: Mr. Role player, you called him.
0: Yeah, he is a role player, but very valuable role player. I've always said he's a very valuable role no, player. You no, you no, you haven't. Yes, no, I
2: you haven't. haven't. You haven't. Don't do that. You let's,
0: you let's get into these glaring stats. The Bulls have a 2-21 and 21 record against league top four seeds. That's insane. They started 39-21. and 21. Riv, so happy. I had to make a Bulls apology. Even then, I regret it to this day. Worst decision I've ever made in my life on the basketball podcast.
1: That or the, the Rams to win the Super That's Bowl. That's why
0: I said basketball podcast. Ah, okay. Sorry. Um, because I was right about the Bulls all along. Then they went 7-15 and 15 in that stretch, 28th and rebounding. Negative net rating on the season. Mm, being a sixth seed in that, that's really bad. Aren't y'all um, they,
1: aren't y'all with the Knicks? Like y'all are we're below the Knicks in that rating. And insane. they're not in the playoffs. Yeah. It's kind of
2: funny.
0: And the Bulls, the Bulls after the Alonzo ball injury, which was January 15th, 17th in offensive rating, 24th in defensive rating, 21st in net rating, 18th in pace, and 22nd in fast break points. Yikes, it's really, really bad. And they're last in three-point attempts per game and 21st three-point percentage. And you're right. The the Knicks finished with the better net rating, and part of the reason why is because when we went young and Julius Randle wasn't playing, the Knicks were a very competitive team. You saw R.J. Barrett drop 40 on Miami, the league's top defense.
3: Maybe go. My
2: my thing is you said all that to still say, yeah, I didn't make the playoffs, and we did.
0: You're right, but... What I'm saying here is that, <laughs> although you made the playoffs, it is for nothing. The Bucks are going to sweep you in four games. It's not. It's may, for nothing. Maybe, maybe one of those lose games. Last
1: basically six. They lost in. That's basis. what he said.
0: <laughs> maybe one of those games. Demar has this like
3: yeah.
0: superhero performance, and Zach Levine is Herculean, and they just like we got to get one for the city, and it happens, but. I'm not optimistic. I think holiday locks down DeRozan. Yeah. Levine is still pretty hobbled. The Bulls are not a good team. Caruso's been shooting 31% from three as of recently. Billy Donovan kind of ran his players to the ground to some degree. And Vucevic is not a good defender. And against Giannis, ah, nobody's stopping him. So the Bulls are gonna lose in four games, and it sucks. You had a great season, but yeah. saying bye. Casual.
2: <laughs> <laughs> Just a, just a lot of casual takes being spun in there. Happy to be here though. Like I said, happy to just get the playoff five back. What's casual experience.
0: with the sweep? The sweep? In, the sweep or no?
2: Um, no. What was casual? As you said, it, we did this all for nothing. Team hasn't made the playoffs since 2017. What do you mean for nothing? Did Minnesota not win a playing game for nothing, or they made it to actually, you know, go? Well, and that's get,
0: different because they're actually going to get out the first round and I mean make it a competitive on. series. Hold on for one.
2: Hold on. Yeah, that's your opinion,
0: yeah. and I respect your opinion. You're. <laughs> You want to know what else is the difference? What? They they're going into the playoffs with one of the best 20-year-olds already in the NBA in Anthony Edwards, where you already have a peak DeRozan who I don't know how much better he's gonna get. It. Vucevic, who's gone in like a year or two, he's not the long term guy. Uh and Zach Levine, who is your best guy, and how good can he be being your best guy? Nobody knows. So, I mean, wasn't we? Wasn't Because you? of that, it's yeah.
2: Wait, but wasn't Minnesota
0: has a young core?
2: Wait, but wasn't you? Because this is hilarious. Watch this. Didn't you tell us the other? Maybe like three, four weeks ago, Cat is that guy. Cat can be a superstar. He's amazing. And now he it's is. okay Ant Edwards. Okay, <laughs> here we go. He has one playoff. I've always series. said Edwards he is stanked, the most talented he on He stinked it up. Then he walks he into a. That. Then he walks into <laughs> yeah. a playing game. Very important game. One of the most important games of his career. Six years later, walks into that playing game and gets locked up by Nicholas Batum. Robert Covington, you know, just a bunch of wings. He just gets locked up by a bunch of wings. And yet, and still, you're dissing Zach Levine and DeMar DeRozan?
0: Well, me, for one, I've always said that Ed Edwards always had the highest potential on the Timberwolves. He's going to be the best player on that team. Right now, it's Cat, but it's going to be Edwards eventually. He's the reason. I made a video. It's on my YouTube channel where it said the title of it, Anthony Edwards has changed around the Timberwolves. He brings a certain swagger, energy. A swagger that I don't think Zach Levine brings. He doesn't bring the Ant swagger. Zach is pretty
2: mellow. Calm. Why are we disrespecting him? He doesn't bring Levine. the Ant Edward swagger. Why are we Listen, his team Levine. is a third-team seed. He has to talk about some, you know, it's... The Knicks Timberwolves Bulls have swagger.
0: They It's just something special about them. The Bulls are very bland. Eh, it's like food with no seasoning. I don't see it. I don't, I don't think it's... What did you see from Kat having like eight points? I saw Edwards have a fantastic. I saw Dila have a fantastic. In game. the
2: play-in game, You didn't have
0: to play a play game. Wait, the right, play-in right. game that you thought they were going to lose because um, no, no, they won. Wait, no, they won. They won. I, have, they I won. have a question for you. They won. This <coughs> is this is Mister Regular season doesn't matter, but based his entire Clippers over Wolves prediction off a regular season matchup, right? What you mean? You were just here saying regular season's out the window. Playing is technically the playoffs. No, it's not because the
2: stats don't even count. Is the play the is the play in the regular
0: count. season? It's not. It's
2: not a playoff it's game. The, it's the tour. No, it's a playoff game. No, the stats don't even count, bro. Know, it's not it's a playoff, a playoff game. game. It's a playoff game. Right, it's so a playoff game. If you lose, you're a lottery game. team.
1: Correct. Well, it's not a playoff game.
2: It's a playoff.
0: It's game. a playoff atmosphere game. That's fair to say. So it's not a playoff, but game. so your entire analysis on the Wolves losing was based off the regular season. I mean, it was still you technically, ad, and you admitted now that like you don't even take that into account when making your analysis for the playoffs. So I mean, or the you're, player, you're, I compare, you're
2: comparing a, a regular season matchup to a damn near regular season it's game, not a regular season as game. opposed to a team that was already locked in the playoffs. Like we didn't have to play extra games or uh, go.
0: We had a break for a week. I'm then just we had glad vacation. I look, although the Knicks didn't make it. It's fine. Thirteen. I'm not. I'm not hell bent over it. Yeah, you're gonna get a good pick. I, I want to get a good Maybe. pick. You know. Maybe. You're I right. like Knicks
1: luck. You're I right. Like the
0: strides RJ took. I mean, we we didn't didn't we make our top young core list earlier in the season? And you had the Knicks making your top five. Yeah, you have a guys so, having a, a yeah, yeah. beautiful. So young I core. have optimism. <laughs> <laughs> you have first round exit. You I had a
2: been. first round exit. <laughs> <laughs>
0: you, you can't make jokes. You were just here last
1: year. <laughs>
2: literally,
3: all literally, y'all literally <laughs> re- reversed
1: roles.
0: You were literally just here last year. But your expectations were higher than ours. You're lying. What was my expectations? Your re- no, expectations no,
1: it were not that high. Don't second do that. round.
0: He said second round. I mean, I it wouldn't even
1: It would have been second round, and they played almost anyone else. Celtics, almost anyone else.
2: Joel you're, gonna, Joel you're gonna lie up here Maybe No You're gonna lie up here
0: You said second round
2: bro. It depended. Did I ever say I said depending on the match right? I was very consistent I said if we play the Bucks, We and won't win And if y'all win. were healthy That yeah, was another exactly. thing So don't try to make it seem Like you ran in here Knicks, Hawks We're winning Julius Randle RJ Not to so mention He stunk it up
0: <laughs> You ran in here Talking all that <laughs> nonsense don't disrespect
1: RJ anymore Hard bro Come on, Hard Hard on. Just,
2: just happy to be here though Okay Happy to be here
0: I respect that to some degree. Yeah,
2: Lottery team, though. You'll get to you bounce the Top ball. Top five young core. Oh, That's baby. what you said. I'm banking on Cam, baby.
0: And Quentin Grimes.
2: I love Quentin Grimes.
0: We got yeah. we got those and guys. And Obi, IQ finishes the season strong. Obi Topkin. And Obi finishes the season strong. I hope I have optimism. I
2: hope you I do. have hope. Because you were just mad a month ago. Yeah. Mad I, mean, everything, I
0: mean, you're lucky because everything that could have went wrong for the Knicks went wrong. Like,
2: I mean, your reaction. Why does that make you, them you that lucky, though? Wait, what does that make me lucky about? You because think, you're
0: lucky that you, you were you're screaming. Able, at you're, us. you're lucky you're able to talk this much trash about the Knicks because everything went wrong. You
2: were, you were screaming at us because you were four one and you beat us one day. Early in the season, you came in here Talking talk about yeah, yeah. After you beat the Celtics, you beat us. It was two weeks in the season. You weren't even sure your yourself that
1: yeah, you that was... even came out and issued an apology to the <laughs> Chicago Bulls.
0: You weren't sure you of, either. You kept going crazy. <laughs> you had no bro. idea. That's why I said it's the worst mistake I've made.
3: Yeah,
1: gotta stop
2: being reactionary, bro. You gotta stand ten toes, man. Don't worry. I will next year. I ball. will.
0: <laughs> <laughs> From here on out, it's you're ten living toes the pig aside
1: mantra.
2: Ten toes it's down.
0: Ten toes down. I it's like oh. super down for the call. Is the Tim's in the Memphis one up next?
2: Not yet, Oh, it's nah. not.
0: It's actually right now. We're, we're going to get into this week in the NBA. But after we give a shout out to DraftKings, you can use promo code TBPN to get a great offer on DraftKings. It helps us out a lot when you use our promo code. The NBA playoffs means high level basketball. And you can get in on the first round action with DraftKings Sportsbook. An official sports betting partner of the NBA this week, new customers can bet $5 on any team to win and get $100, $150 in free bets instantly, and you win no matter what. All DraftKings Sportsbook customers can also bet on NBA hoops with same-game parlays. Combine multiple bets, From the same game for a bigger payout. The more legs you add, the more money you can win. Plus, each day of the first round, get a risk free bet. Bet up to $10 if your same game parlay doesn't hit. So, download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now. Use promo code TBPN. Bet $5 on any NBA team to win their game during the first round of the playoffs and get $150 in free bets instantly. That's promo code TBPN at DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports bet partner of. The NBA. Love you, DK. I'm supposing you checked the score to the game?
1: No. I actually was showing something that um, LeBron James, the years.
2: 25-36, Cleveland's
1: up.
0: Okay. Nice. Good start.
1: Um, really fast. It was just years that LeBron didn't win MVP early in his career. His numbers were absolutely insane. Over Nash. Over Nash, both seasons. Over Dirk. Dirk deservedly so won it, and Kobe deservedly so won it, but even still, LeBron's numbers were better than both of them.
0: This week in the NBA, you guys know how the segment goes. We'll still keep this segment in as long as stuff in the NBA happens that aren't segment-worthy but are noteworthy. So give me your this week in the NBA, Riff.
2: I mean, for me, it was pretty easy. It actually happened last night, and I was in pain, crying, had my covers over my head. I'm Paul sorry. George... Win the health and safety oh my God, so my <laughs> Like Paul George <laughs> win the health and safety protocols and I just couldn't believe it. You know, it was it was pretty painful. Um, we could still win. You know, the Clippers have been the def- they've been fighting you know adversity all, know, all year. They have the clear coach, the best coach. So I think they can still win, but that definitely hurt because Willie you know, Green? Oh God. Um <laughs> <laughs> didn't even acknowledge that. But I mean, either.
1: y'all have been playing without PG and Kawhi almost all just,
2: season. It just would have made it so much clearer if PG was playing. The thing is,
1: though, I will say against the Wolves, my expectation was that PG was going to really he had come He 11 in the fourth. But he went down the stretch. He, didn't, he seemed to not want the ball. He shied away. Yeah, bro,
2: I think Reggie folded. You can't, like, he missed a even, wide open layoff. Even
1: still, you want to credit Paul George, you got to give credit to Reggie where he was hitting almost all game. Last game he was getting locked by Pat, but Pat was doing his thing. But even still, Reggie was still hitting tough buckets. I mean, he, he missed a wide open layup. That at the end, I can't say you're wrong. Yeah. That was that was, messed <laughs> he up. That just was lost a choke. me at that. But point. even still, at least he was taking shots. Paul George didn't even have the ball in his hand. I mean, he hit the
2: to, he hit the three to bring him to three to the
1: point where I was like, where is Paul George? He hit the he hit the three no, pointer to sure. bring
2: them up close to three for sure. And then he hit another, and he gave a dime to, to how, between m- the how many?
1: How many attempts did you do you think that Paul George had in the last like four minutes? Not a Maybe he like a two.
2: Lot. He made both. He should have took more. Though.
1: He should have. He should have been the only one touching the ball.
2: Clips, pals, though. I'm taking clips tonight. but God, Good luck, th- bro. I'm always, always down to fight, you know?
1: No, for sure. Always All right, back. my This Week in the NBA is actually about Draymond Green and his statements on his podcast with Steph Curry. He issued a statement saying that the 2016, although they were not the ultimate victors of the NBA Finals in 2016, he still claimed them as the best team in NBA history, until that 2017 season with Kevin Durant joining a 73 win uh, team, now it begs the question: Are they the best team of all time? That 2017, uh, 2017, excuse me, Golden State Warriors team—it's definitely up for debate. But Nick Wright was here arguing that <laughs> the Bulls weren't even in the conversation. And listen, I don't hate Nick Wright as much as other people may dislike him. Uh, but this was one of his stronger opinions which i firmly disagree with you have to look at that 96 bulls team the fact they were able to cap off the great the second greatest regular season uh yeah the second greatest regular season with a championship how do you not look at that team and give them the the title as the best Simply, team ever especially when they had the best offense the best defense
2: yeah, you're an idiot if you do something like that so it, it's the 83 definitely 83 sixers
1: it's definitely a conversation to be had cuz talent wise i don't disagree too far off you have Kevin Durant, Steph Curry, two top five, top three players in the NBA at the time. Clay, Draymond Green, Iguodala, the Hampton Tough Five. Team. I mean, it's it's definitely a conversation to be had, but that 72-win 70, that season capping it off for the championship, you just couldn't write it any better.
0: I actually have a couple this week in the NBA. This
1: guy's a tryhard. Can't you say one? Like, like the Raptors. Like, tell me to write three. I'll write three. What do you got? What do you got? Like, 17. He does for? that.
2: So, so he makes it. Right? He tells us bring
1: one.
0: He pulls up with, like three. I didn't tell you to bring one. I did. You can bring however many this you want. This week
1: in the NBA. So, you know what? I'm going to come up with like seven next time we do this. Please don't. Right? What's the point of that? Please don't. Well, let's
0: hear him. I'm interested. Okay. So, one, the NBA is bringing back the old finals logo, the script. I think that's noteworthy. You guys were just going to breeze by it. Like, that's not big time news. I think it's dope.
1: You wasted the fans' time. They're like, they saw this. No, they're probably like, wow, that's amazing.
0: Maybe they didn't see it. And also, Zion report came out that the difference, there's a difference of opinion if he's healthy or not between him and the organization. And I saw somebody tweet, Kevin, he tweeted on Twitter, that it reminds him of the Kawhi and Spurs situation where Kawhi, wasn't ready to, you know, said he was injured, dispersed, disagreed. And maybe there's a little bit of go- a little bit of that going on in uh, New Orleans right now. I do think that Zion will ultimately play for the Pelicans and will be happy doing so. But he did post on a story a day from a music, a, a song from the music group. The Manhattan. Could be subliminal messaging to come to Knicks. What a reach. Yeah. <clears throat> and Is
3: that a reach.
2: I don't know the man. The other I one I
0: have is LaMelo Ball wearing number one. He says he's never wearing number two again in his life. That's why I said, bro, he wants to be number should one.
1: wear like 14. I'm glad now. It's so weird with you. It's like you think that LaMelo is good, but you don't think that he's among the. the. I don't the think he's as good as you think,
0: but I think he's good. I don't like it. Pick okay. one. No. Pick it. Pick a side of uh, I just bro, like please. to be on
2: the opposite side of you. How about that? I believe that. Yeah.
0: And I have two more.
2: Oh, my God. Dude, are you serious?
0: <laughs> I want to give him his flowers right now. Trey Young, although he's an all-star, superstar caliber player, I still feel like he gets underrated. He just led the NBA in total points, in total assists. The only seasons with 28-plus points plus, 28 plus points per game and 9-plus assists in league history belong to Oscar Robertson nine times, Tiny Archibald two times, Trey now has two, James Harden and Russell Westbrook.
2: Nine times from Oscar. Yeah. God damn.
0: Trey Young right now is doing something we've never seen before at his young age, in his young career already. He's led a team to the Eastern Conference Finals. I feel like he's already being underrated. We like to me, he is the best point guard in the NBA. I think he is. I think he's the best point guard in the NBA.
1: You're shacked in a full count.
0: And most of that is because I so think he's better than Luca? Luca's a tweener. No, he's not. Luca's a tweener. He's a go. No. He's a only all that. I know, I know.
1: I, that's why I said Luca first, because it's it's an obvious thing. He's better statement. than Steph. And
0: he's better than Steph. You're so
2: reactionary. It's just so ridiculous. He's at better this than point. Steph
0: Curry. I would I would rather have Trey Young. I'll be honest. Right uh, now, you I'm just call you
2: just called his run a fluke, but then you just said he just made it to the ECF. Okay. That's I one. called
0: the Hawks run a fluke.
2: Yeah, which you he was on it and he, he started He was on it, but
0: there was a lot of guys on it too that And then Zion's still gonna be better than
1: him.
2: Well Zion do,
0: is a generational talent But you I but know so is for Trey but, Young, but you don't okay, think, but is Zion, Zion is better than Steph? He's not wait, what do you mean? What are you talking about?
2: I yeah, that's what I thought.
0: Wait, what are you talking <laughs> about? This is no, You had Zion over Trey Young
2: just now, but you don't think he's better than wait, Steph? Wait,
0: hold up. The top twenty five under twenty five list is projection based. It that's is. why I had Zion. So Zion's, think Zion's
2: peak Is better than Steph's peak No I think Wait Steph uh, is
0: not a top He wasn't in, He wasn't uh, even uh, an
2: option On the list Is Zion's peak Better than Steph's peak I never peak. said Trey's peak you. was better. No, that that's, that's not what he's, saying. What that's he's, not talking what he's about? saying That's oh. not what he's saying I never okay. said Trey don't Young's peak oh, listen, Is better don't,
3: than,
1: than Steph's peak you drag uh, it I understand I don't know what he's talking about I'm just making sure He was trying to set me up He's just getting emotional He is I was trying to set you up You're getting emotional In the sense like It's Steph Curry like reactionary man Oh I agree I agree Steph is not
0: in his peak right now Trey Is better than him. (laughs) Trey Young is better than Steph right now.
1: (laughs) I listen if there's any time to listen. Trey Young is all world. He is amazing. Oh my god! And even in Steph Curry's worst statistical season since him, they shoot the same splits. Still the same splits. It's the same splits. That's it.
2: we call what Steph did. Inefficient for him Yep That is what Trey's doing Right now
0: Steph can't have the ball In his hands the entire game Like Trey does He can't He, can, he, just does, he, he can't, can't control them. the flow Of offense like Trey does he he He's a all, my He disres- was doing d- it But first of all was, Don't yeah. even say
2: nothing You're disrespectful He controls the ball He controls the, he, is the 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 offense. Offense. Awesome. he is the Shout offense He is the offense Shout out
0: to Steve Kerr For, make, for unlocking Steph I
2: mean if, if He couldn't do this He couldn't run that offense With anybody else Because Steph Steve is the only guy That can Steve do Kerr. that So what you talking about oh, and Steph is a way better Defender than at Cone He's a walking park <laughs> car Oh
3: uh, yeah Yeah Well Trey, well, Trey, Trey made what? the
2: Eastern
0: Conference Finals With no high level All-Star next uh, to him Oh you just called it a fluke Steph Steph, Steph Curry Steph has three rings Steph Curry Has he ever ever made the Conference Finals With not an All-Star next to him He hasn't He's
2: made You know, you, you know he's made the finals Without a Clay wasn't an All-Star That first year he made the finals You didn't know that
0: right <laughs> <laughs> He was I, an All-Star level player are, But
2: he wasn't an All-Star You just said Has he ever Made it with an All-Star He did First year
0: Trey Young is better than Steph Curry, right now. I think you're being reactionary. No, I'm not. It's It's just it's facts. You're reaching. It's actually facts. I I
2: would wait another year, but you're reaching just a little bit.
0: It's not. It's facts. And I also have one more. Because I new agenda. It's not an agenda. You're pushing. You know, we got four other matchups to talk about. You know, Trey Young has he's first in PER this season. That's good. You want to know who's six? Ooh. At Steph. the point guard position You're yeah, saying the, it, It's yeah. Steph It's I mean Number one is Trey Then mm-hmm. it's Luka Then it's Ja DeJounte Kyrie Steph
2: So at Steph's worst He's six in PER
0: Yeah and guess who's one Trey Young He's the so best point guard P- In the NBA PR that you constantly
1: Poop on when I bring it up I don't
0: poop on it But there's You have to take Some things into there account DeJounte long Murray long is five Do you not really only, take that
2: Into context Or do you not care Well
0: there's a difference Because DeJounte Even though his PR is high His, his basic stats Aren't better than Steph's I mean, I don't. Trey I Young's mean, but, Trey Young, not only his basic stats are better than Steph. Not only does he have the best I'm, stats in basketball for a point guard, I mean, but he Jesus. also, and, analytically, he's the best point guard in basketball. No, I mean, you,
2: I mean advanced stats. He's nowhere near Steph.
0: Why, so why can't you just say that Trey
1: Young had a better season than Steph Curry? No, 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 because it's not. No, 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 no. Well,
0: because Trey Young is not even in his prime yet, while his clear Steph is now on. But his it's way not even. It's not even just about. He's was.
1: looking at at every
2: advanced statistic. Lean Steph, not PR. Still, well, yeah, not PR, but every advanced— Glean Steph he's to Tell me which ones Offensive win share Defensive win share plus, Box plus minus defensive box win plus. Oh, so, so what do you want to do You want to go win, into Defensive
0: was, win shares The shares that Draymond Accumulates two more than Steph
1: I don't get what you're trying to say So every other defender On the Hawks Accumulates any type of Defensive
0: Other oh, defense is bad So you can't really I mean that. it
2: starts with the guy At the top Does it not not really. If your leader sucks, what are you gonna do?
0: Not really, because if they had a guy God, in the back. A reach. If, if, your, if your leader sucks, what are you gonna do? Oh,
2: come on. Your leader's parked, he's a parked okay. car. What are you gonna do? What's your
0: other? You See, that's down. why I feel like we're underrated Trey Young. You think he's better you think staff's better than him?
1: Well, he's
2: literally Don't Don't. I'm sorry, he, he it. Knows, ah.
1: just stop. You gotta be smarter. That's, all right, all right. We'll look, sorry, all right, yeah, That's it. That's it. Okay, that's now
0: my last this week in the NBA, I want to get your guys' takes on this because Russell Westbrook had a lot of things to say in his exit interview. Um, I don't want to get too deep into what he said, but I don't know about you guys, but I feel like we we are now, we have witnessed the downfall of Russell Westbrook this past season, and most teams in the NBA don't think he's a very useful player anymore. I don't know what team wants to trade from, so let's do a little trivia. I'm going to ask you, would you rather this player, or would you rather Russell Westbrook Or this player.
1: At this current point of time.
0: Yes. And I'm not going to name high-level players. So I'm curious to hear your guys' answers. Malcolm Brogdon.
1: Malcolm Brogdon. (sighs) Malcolm Brogdon.
0: Jalen Brunson.
1: Jalen Brunson. My God. I don't know why you're thinking. I know. I just saw. Because he just doesn't fit most teams. Jalen Brunson, he fits a lot of teams.
0: Patrick Beverly.
2: Patrick Beverly
1: god we're
0: getting rude i like i
1: like fit i know i like i know i really do love fit i know you fit i don't care if you're more talented he'll fit on every single team all right oh my god all right i'll go i'll go pat bev
0: monte morris all right all right (laughs) all right now we're
3: getting a little
1: pat bev was the stretch for me i'm going rush basically every other name you throw at me from here on out
2: lonzo ball lonzo ball lonzo monte morris by the way
0: Ricky Rubio. (laughs) You're Westbrook. Westbrook. Westbrook Westbrook or Rubio. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Reggie Jackson. Reggie Reggie. Jackson. And I'm not thinking twice. Yeah, Reggie. Now here's the kicker. (laughs) This player. Actually, I'll say his name first. Okay. Tyus Jones. Without John Morant this season, he's averaging thirteen points and seven assists, and he's shooting forty five percent from the field and forty percent from three.
2: Tyus Jones. He doesn't turn the ball over. why
1: Russ is so bad, also, because
2: he's he's smarter than Westbrook. He doesn't turn the ball over. He makes good decisions. Tyus Jones, Ty's Jones, Ty's Jones. All
1: right, fine.
0: I wanted to do this exercise to prove just how much Westbrook has fallen off. (laughs) And despite him, he's probably better than all these guys in a one on one game. And if he's the leader on a team, he's the best out of all these guys. But in terms of fit, all of these guys, for the most part, I'd rather have over
2: Westbrook. All those guys can fit on 30 teams. Westbrook can't fit on eight right now. <laughs> Maybe not six. And I'm being nice.
0: <laughs> and like, I don't think and I, I really do think Monte Morris was like an easy choice for me. I would have picked Monte uh, Morris easily.
2: Uh, that one was just a I heard it, I was like, whoa. like that's
1: it's just rude.
2: He's a backup. A, this
1: was a rude <laughs> This was a very rude segment. Super
0: I just wanted rude. to prove a point I think we're Like this is the point I'm proving Can right?
1: we just respect The Hall of Famer And oh not bring him God. down We can
2: respect him But also acknowledging That he's butt right now
1: This is like Dirk was butt We never Dirk was never at butt At the end of his career no, He was just a guy He was old That's what it was yeah, but He, was but still he didn't have officially. the expectation I know
0: and Russ is just coming off an average of a triple double. No, you're right. I mean, then he did
2: a backpack towards the end of last you're, year. You're he did not backpack. wrong at all. So we thought he could still. I'm <laughs> shocked,
1: man. <laughs> Bro, I,
0: I think it's fascinating because I've never, at least, I haven't been watching basketball as as, as long as other people. Like I'm not 40, but in my time watching basketball, I haven't seen a player that still clearly can play at a very high level. But you wouldn't take over most guys, even lower level backups in the league mm. just because of pure fit, fit. Yeah. And that's how much fit matters. What about
2: Rondo after Sacramento?
1: Taking Westbrook.
2: No, I'm saying like. So you're he, talking about
0: Pelicans, Rondo.
1: Oh, wait, you're saying like Lakers. like when No, was, I'm saying
2: like Rondo was still able to play, but a lot of teams he couldn't fit on because he couldn't shoot.
1: But let's say the look at the Lakers. We we didn't have a team full of shooters and he still fit on. Well, he was team old, was like, I'm talking
2: about like when he was still putting up a double-double. That's uh-huh. what says, Sacramento, mm-hmm. Chicago, Ish mm-hmm. Rondo like.
1: But that's but that's what I'm saying. The Lakers. Even IT after Boston, how many teams could he really fit on? Cuz he wasn't the one. And he's like 5 8. Yeah. I mean, but when he was in the one on the Celtics, he was mad good.
3: Mm.
0: Let's get into the Western Conference first round playoff preview. You got to start bringing in more this week in the NBAs. I feel like the audience loves that. There's, okay, a, we'll lot start, of, there's you know, a lot of this weeks we'll, in the NBAs. We'll, let's start
2: bringing in three at least. Yeah,
1: thanks. Now that I know that I should bring 17, <laughs> I will bring them.
0: Suns versus Clippers or the Pelicans.
1: I'm glad that this is very the very first one we're going over because oh, this, this should Clippers. be sorry. legitimately a 30-second conversation. I'm so. sorry. Wait,
0: what? No, this
2: is the Clippers for me. Not the Gwynn. God damn. I don't hate them that much. But to win against the oh,
1: Pelicans... I, I, my heart skipped a beat for a sec, bro. Don't make me do it, because I really... Go, I, <laughs> You're
0: crazy. You're it. crazy. He's lost in Timberwolves. You know who, you know who I should have mentioned in the Westbrook thing? Jose Alvarado.
2: That would... I am not. I wouldn't answer that question. <laughs> That's so crazy. He's not bad, too. That's crazy. No, he's not. Really not he's bad. not.
0: I would think about it.
2: <laughs> <laughs> this was so rude of you. That was rude. Um, For me, though... Suns if they play Clippers, I'm an antagonist. You yeah, you are. Yeah, You're an instigator. Yeah, um, Suns if they play Clippers, six games with Suns win, five games maybe they pay Pels. five games. I like the Pelicans. They're really um a fun team to watch. They're definitely exciting, but I think the Suns are just at a different level this year. And I think only like maybe two or three teams could beat them in the in the league. So no Kawhi. You know, PG can probably give you two games if he does, you know, if they do win tonight. So I got Suns beating the Clippers six games, probably five, but it'll be good games. Pelicans, five games. I don't – they've been dominant all year. I'm going
1: to say this very respectfully, King. It's a sweep regardless of who they play. Well, you're casual. That's not casual talk. We're talking about the best team in the Western Conference facing the 8th seed that – They were the second best team last they're year. They're not like that. Okay. Neither of these eight seeds are like that to give them a game or two.
2: Okay. Okay.
1: We're talking about Monty Williams, Coach of the Year. We're talking about Devin Booker, CP3, DeAndre A. You McCullough don't Bridges. think the Clippers
2: can win a game? No.
1: They've got better since last year? The only reason why they could win a game, because, one, I mean, you got Paul George, Ty Lue, You give them that respect maybe, but I'm telling you, I believe it's a four-game series regardless. Okay. Respect. That's how I look at it.
0: The Suns are one of the most fun teams I've watched in a long time. Nice.
2: I don't think he dislikes the Suns. No,
0: no. I don't dislike the Suns, yeah. and I don't know why you th- yeah, no, thought, uh, you're giving me that impression. No, that you, yeah, yeah you shot. gave the impression no, that he co- said he Just because,
1: listen, we know how, where we stood at this table when the season first started. I was on the Suns side. You guys were on the Warriors side, so I'm no, just— No, I
0: was always on the Suns side. No, he
2: means he, No, he said the
1: Warriors.
0: No, I know. Like, between the Suns and Warriors, yeah, the Warriors, okay, I yeah, think, yeah, are yeah. better. But in terms of the Suns, I never thought they were— in fact, I was arguing with you guys all offseason long. Their run wasn't a fluke. What are you talking about? I never said it was a fluke. Definitely was me. It was both of you guys. No, it was. I'm pretty you sure you didn't it was say it me. was a fluke, but you downplayed that what they the adversity they went through when we had segments about the adversity. No, I
1: did not. The easy
0: run. No,
1: I did not. Yes, you did. <laughs> you gotta stop throwing <laughs> false I narratives remember, on I remember, my name.
0: I remember arguing about it. Your memory's failing you, King. You're doing false narratives on my name. I don't appreciate it. <laughs> we'll get somebody to clip it. You know what? No search. context, pick aside. Find, find her son's segments so, yeah. from the so office. No context, post. pick
1: aside is one hundred. Or just call Serge.
2: I yeah. promise you, he'll find it. In <laughs> I five don't minute. think it's Serge.
0: No,
1: nah, I think no am
2: saying, but you, if you get no search, one else it. is
1: looking towards our episode, you can find it.
2: Serge will find it in five minutes, bro. I'm telling you, five minutes he'll find it. He's the goat, bro. Yeah, he found the he found a, the clip for me that was from episode thirty-one. 31, like 15 minutes, bro. I was like, nah,
1: this guy's sick. <laughs> <That was so laughs> like, what? like, what? Oh, no, tw- like That's why he was sad that he lost his old Instagram. One time
2: I sent the video. He was like, that's from episode this, this. I'm like, "What? how did you know that? Like, off the top of your head, bro, you're crazy. That's from
0: episode 59. <laughs>
2: <laughs> I was like, bro, he's crazy, bro. Oh, no, that was I, know, episode, I know
0: the timestamp.
2: That was episode 72. <laughs> he be just on point, like, fast. I'm like, damn, Serge. You know every episode. I remember that.
0: That was episode 121.
1: <laughs> Minute 37, second 19. Sometimes he
2: know episodes better than me. I'm like, damn, bro. How
0: about the trivia? Let, let's do this uh, trivia for people out there. What was the first episode that Drew appeared on the podcast?
1: That's a good question. When it That's gets a, a free tri- hoodie. Oh, Okay. That's valid. All right. That's going to be a
2: tough question. To That's add. an easy question. I think
0: it's an easy question if they just look at the full episodes and look at the, oh, I the we, thumbnails. I thought we were going
1: to add some stuff. I didn't think we First could. person. It's got to be the first person. First person? Mm-hmm. Deal. Yeah. Not everyone, obviously. You can't. for The first comment, I'll keep an eye out but for to it. But
0: to talk about the Suns, I love the Phoenix Suns. And it isn't a bit unfortunate that I do think Golden State is better because I want Chris Paul to win a championship. Chris Paul is one of my favorite players Ever. I, I grew up on Chris Paul. I love Chris Paul. When the Rockets got Chris Paul, I told people he wasn't washed. People used to argue with me that Spencer Dinwiddie was better. Like, Chris Paul, to oh my me, God. holds a special place in my heart because he's one of the smartest players I've ever seen play. So I want him to win a championship. This Suns team has everything that they had last year plus depth. They have more guard depth. They have more center depth. Definitely. So if they do match up with the Bucs again with Giannis, they will be better prepared for that series. You're right, though. This is a sweep. Anyway it goes. I think the Pelicans will win because it's Ingram, CJ McCullum, Jonas. Clippers, it's you had a good time. And listen, you know, you thought <laughs> you thought <laughs> you were gonna beat the Wolves. But you didn't.
1: I, I can't laugh. I thought, we were, I we thought did. you guys no, were we going we
0: to But you didn't. And I, I hope you guys have been looking at the comments. You guys are going to lose to the Pelicans. There is a comment every other hour on that play-in preview. <laughs> and they're all like, wow, these guys doubting the Wolves. Casuals, casuals. And you're right. You deserve to be called casuals. Because I told you about Minnesota all damn year long. And we're going to talk about them after we finish talking about the Suns for a little bit. But you're right. This is a sweep either way. I trust the Pelicans to come out versus the Clippers. I think it'll be entertaining. And I think the Pelicans need that experience. You kind of scoffed at what I said when I said Willie Green was better than Tyron Lue. I'm not ready to go there yet. I think Ty yeah, was crazy. Ty Lue's a better coach, but Willie Green is an exceptional coach. The way and I want to I forgot his name, but I want to shout out the shooting coach for the Pelicans developing Lonzo ball shot. Herb Jones developing his shot who he wasn't a shooter coming out of college. Like, this guy has done wonders, really. The Pelicans have a, a really... Clark. The, the Pelicans have such... I'm lying.
3: I'm sorry, bro. The Pelicans Fred have... Vincent.
0: The, the Pelicans have such a bright future. They have versatile wings who can defend. They have guard depth. They have a good center in Jonas. Zion is, this missing piece, is the missing piece to take them over the top. So I hope he does play for them because this team... He's very talented.
2: Missing piece to take him over the top in terms of
0: what? Being a top dog in the West. Ooh.
1: They could be the Wolves. What the Wolves are. No, the wolves they are, can be wolves what, are they top dog. They I can
0: agree. be what Memphis is. Ooh. Wow. They can make that big of a jump if Zion is healthy the entire year next year. I got to wait and see. I gotta wait and see. McCollum,
1: Ingram, Herb Jones, just gotta, Zion. just got to wait and see. I want yeah, And Jonas. she just got to wait and that see. That lineup's nuts.
2: I feel like that's a— that's And, and Devontae
0: Graham off the bench. That's,
2: that's, I don't want to make that big Jose of Alvarado a— Jose Alvarado the yeah, the guys. I don't want to make that big of a— And Trey reach. Murphy. has yep. been good. I'ma Jackson
0: wait. Hayes, better. He's been playing better. I'm
2: going to wait. I'm going to wait. I'm going to wait on that. I don't want to make that big of a reach.
0: So we don't have to be on the Suns for too long. Let's go to the next series, which I think is going to be a blast— Mavericks versus Jazz. This uh, The winner of this series would face the Suns, so that's why we're going to talk about them. So Mavericks versus the Jazz, the Mavs, 52-30, and 30, 14. <coughs> Jazz, 49-33, and 33, the fifth seed. They split the season series 2-2. Uh, Rudy Gobert didn't play for two of those games, but the two that he did play, they still split. So it was still an even split, and that was with Dinwiddie as well. Now, we know that Luka Doncic is, is nursing a calf injury. He's out for game one. Game two is questionable. There was a report that came out that the Mavericks are being cautious with this. As they should. In my opinion, this might sound crazy. I don't think Luka plays in this series. I don't. I think him being with that calf, having that calf injury, they're setting back the timetable each time. It reminds me of KD when. uh, he was, he, was, he was trying to make his debut in the finals. Mm-hmm. He didn't make it until they were down and they the Warriors needed to win. I feel like the Mavericks are looking at this. They're telling Luka, listen, it's a first-round series. You the you go down 0-2, you come back and play. Just the optics of it, even if they lose, people aren't going to talk about Luka coming back and playing injured. They're going to talk about him not being able to get out the first round. That's the narrative. If I'm Luca, and I know it kind of sounds wimpy to say, I'd kind of avoid coming back because if I'm down 0-2, I am down 2 i do not really like my chances of coming back if I'm still hurt. And having a calf injury very well, history has shown us, goes hand in hand with Achilles. rupturing your Achilles. And if that happens, you now lose Luca for the entire entire next season, and it's not worth it. In my opinion, it's just not. I feel like we're not going to see Luka in this series. And if we do, and he's healthy, and he's going, even if they go down 0-2, I think they can very well win all four and just beat them 4-2 because the Jazz have choked. Without Luka, Brunson averages 19 versus the Jazz. Dinwiddie averages 18. They have knocked down shooters, Finney Smith, Kaliba, Bullock, Bertons, but I'm under the impression Doncic is going to miss significant time in this series. I have the Jazz in five. I think they still have a top 10 offense and defense. And without Luka playing, they don't have to worry about double teaming anybody. So these shooters aren't going to get the looks they're getting. And Gobert, although Luka got the better of him in these matchups and these switches, it wasn't easy buckets. Like Rudy Gobert held his own and he fared much better than people expected him to when he was when he was asked to guard the perimeter. If Luca was healthy, I'd say this is an awful matchup for for the Jazz. The Mavericks win in six. But he's not. And I really don't know what 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 is gonna happen. Just the report that they're being cautious with it tells me he might not play this series. And I wouldn't blame him if he doesn't. I wouldn't play him this series.
2: I wouldn't go all the way and say I wouldn't play him entirely. I think if you, you know, if you get a split game one and two and he's ready to go game three, you definitely get him in there. Um, for me, though, I'm, I'm sticking to my guns. You, Utah fans, I'm sticking with you. Utah in five or six, you know. I still think now that Luca, say for example, he does make significant time. They don't have anybody to match Donovan Mitchell. I think Jalen Brunson is good, didn't win, is good. But Donovan Mitchell in the playoffs is just, specifically in the first round, is on a different level and although dallas has defenders they have dorian finney smith reggie bullock has been solid i still think donovan mitchell in the playoffs he just knows how to turn it up another level you, you you hit it right in the head gobert when he when they do switch gobert doesn't look lost out there like zubach looked last year and stuff like that he doesn't he he, he makes it a tough shot luke is just an all-time great he's gonna make that shot but Utah's still top 10 offense and defense they still have one of the best shooting teams in the league. They still have a solid bench. And they still have Donovan Mitchell, Rudy Gobert. So, for me, I got Utah in six. I had Utah in six whether Luka played or not. That's a while. So, for me, I like Utah as a team. I still think they can turn it around. And I think they're coming out and they're going to play the Suns in the next round.
1: Now, this was probably the most difficult for me to preview because the uncertainty of Luka Doncic's injury. If Luka's playing, I'm under the same impression as Joel. I have the Mavs winning this series. But with a calf strain injury, and with a guy like Luka Doncic when a calf strain injury can take up to six weeks to fully recover from, it's not the brightest idea to have a potential top three player in the NBA one day miss basically the entire next season. God forbid we do see an Achilles injury or you worsen the calf injury. I think with that being said, Luka Doncic probably does not play either. And without Luka Doncic, unfortunately, the Mavs don't have a strong chance at competing with the Utah Jazz. Like you mentioned, the Mavs have had the Mavs guards have had success without Luka, but without Luka, the motor of this team, there's no real chance that the Mavs have. Unfortunate to the fact that this team, this team, this defense has really committed this season, where their identity is. Luka Doncic-oriented offensively, but defensively, they're all in, including Luka. His his ability to now be that low-perimeter defender for them to take on a switch because of his size, that versatility that his size allows, really allowed this defense to take another level because you look at the other guards in the league that really aren't great level defenders, Trey Young, John Morant to an extent. They're able to, Steph Curry, another one, they're able to (laughs) hide a little bit on defense. But because, hide a little bit on defense, but even still on switches, how smart these coaches are, they're still able to get these guys on -on one-on-one situations. But with Luka, his situation is different because he's a bigger guy, 6'7", 230. But without Luka, unfortunately, I don't see this series being much of an entertainment. I have Jazz in six.
0: Damn. So how many games do you think Luka's playing?
1: I don't think he's going to play any. So you, so you think, think Jazz and six, six with
0: Dinwiddie and Brunson leading the way,
1: given for the fact that their defense still has been really strong,
2: tough defense. Shout out to Jason Kidd, no
1: doubt. And and Jalen Brunson has been really solid when Luca has been out. They don't have a real offensive, like dominant offensive powerhouse without Luca. It that's evident. That's not. Yeah, I think common he accounts knowledge.
2: for sixty percent of the offense.
1: But I still think that they're able to get two games because of that defense. And Utah's, you know, I get sketch vibes from them.
0: We'll see Damn. Phoenix in the two next games well. is crazy low key with no Luca.
1: You are giving him five right? Like th- if you're that, saying that's because I'm giving him
0: five because it's like that's a gentleman's league. That's like Dinwiddie and Bronson both six, go but off for twenty. I think 20. Luka's
1: coming back. I don't think he's coming back. He should he should not come back. He, he could because you know he's Luca. He's young. He feels like his body is going to be able to hold up. You can fight through that pain. Maybe it's possible. He should not come back. That's the future of the NBA. You don't want to be responsible for him injuring his future.
0: I'm very excited to talk about this next series. (laughs) Grizzlies versus Timberwolves. Now, I know people watching the show have been angsty and waiting for me to talk about this series on this podcast. And trust me, I'm, I'm just as excited. The Grizzlies 56 and 26 second seed versus the Timberwolves Tabs 46 and 36 and 7 seed. This what the season series was 2-2. Two, two. And this is kind of like the Nets and Celtics series where it's a 2-7 matchup but these teams are closer than you
3: think. Oh
0: my god. It's closer than this you This is think. not a
2: WCF matchup, Joel. I never said it was. Well, you said, said it's like the Nets and the Celtics. Well, I didn't on say that it was little, East Coast Final right, Special. I just, I just said you push that, that the teams are closer than you right. think. Just before you push it, that agenda, a, just want you know. The teams are closer than you think. Right. Not a WCF match. The
0: Grizzlies are great at getting to the paint. They finished first in the NBA and averaged four more points than any other team in the NBA at 57.6 points per game. In the fast break, they're great. Averaged 17.7 points per game. First in the NBA in that and in offensive rebounding. And they average 18 second chance points, um, which is leading the league by far. Steven Adams has the best offensive rebounding percentage in the NBA. But they're bad at mid-range shooting. They're 26th in field goal percentage. Three-point shooting, they're 17th in three-point shooting. And they're 28th in percentage percentages of the shots that come from three. So this is a team that is very reliant on getting to the paint and getting paint touches. So what that tells me is that If the Timberwolves can limit transition points, if they can limit paint drives and do a great job at trapping or helping to maybe force these kickouts, they can be in pretty good shape. Now, the Timberwolves ranked 28th in transition, which means they weren't great at transition defense um, and at defensive rebounding too. They were 28th in that as well. We just saw Carl Anthony Towns have a bad play-in game. I'm not expecting him to shoot well in this series versus Jaron Jackson Jr. and Steven Adams. What I am expecting, he has to be the best goddamn rebounder in this series. I don't care if he shoots 36% from the field. Keep Adams off the boards. Secure defensive rebounds so the Grizzlies don't have multiple opportunities. If he hustles, if he plays hard defensively, if he rebounds, great. I'm fine with his splits not looking the best. Because I think that's what they need to do versus a team like Memphis. They need to play tough. John Morant versus the Wolves this year. averaging 26 26-5. 33% from the field and 15% from three. I mean, Patrick Beverly. Huh, really good, pesty defender. Jared Vanderbilt. Vando. That's my guy. Good defender as well. Now... <clears throat> The Timberwolves, the Timberwolves, (laughs) there's something special about this team. It's brewing. It's in the works. It's like coffee beans that you put in a coffee maker. It's it's making something hot.
2: It's like three years later.
0: Something energizing. The caffeine is bubbling. The Timberwolves are roaring. They're ready for action. The first best goddamn offense in the NBA. First in pace, first in offense. D low averaged 30 points per game in the season series. He said, John Morant, you can't guard me. He was doing whatever he wanted in the pick and roll. It didn't matter. He's that good. Two of Memphis's wins in this season series, one of them the Wolves had control. They just folded it, folded in the fourth quarter. And that's they struggle with closing out games. Mm. Third matchup, the Grizzlies had a great third quarter. A lot of that was in transition. But like I said. If they can limit the transition buckets, if they can still play fast, but also make Memphis play slow in the half court, they have a great shot at upsetting the Memphis Grizzlies. I trust Minnesota more at generating offense. Defensively, they have enough with their guys. Memphis has a depth. But the t Wolves, baby, they got stars. They got the swagger. They got cat. They got Edwards. They got Delo That star power, I think all three of them will have big-time series. And the Timberwolves are winning this series in seven games. Evenly matched teams. Their strength and, strength and weaknesses kind of cancel out each other. And the Wolves, I'm telling you, there's something special about this team. <clears throat> Now's your chance right now while you guys make your analysis and your picks to right your wrongs. All season, laughing at Minnesota, picking the Clippers to beat Minnesota. You you now understand what happens when you pick against the T-Wolves, baby. They didn't get fifth seed, right? Make the right choice this time. I'm warning both of you. Make the right choice. Don't disrespect Minnesota because they are coming out victorious in this series. <sighs> oh, Jesus Christ. Are you done? Yes.
2: Oh, okay. This is going to be an incredible series. It's going to be very entertaining. You know? Definitely. Got a, got a lot of stars. You know, D-Lo, even though he wet the bed last time he was in the playoffs, star. And Edwards, this is his first go-around, excited to see him. Cat. Let's try again. You know, let's see how you do. <laughs> Steven Adams is a good defender, though. Jaron Jackson is solid, so let's see how you do. But nonetheless, it's going to be—I joke around. But this is going to be a really entertaining. See, this this could potentially be the best series in the first round or the second best. Could be. A lot of excitement, a lot of high flyers, a lot of flashy players. So this is going to be incredible. I got Memphis in six, though. You know, I like I like John Morant being the best player in the series. I like the depth Memphis has. I like the fact that you said they they don't like to slow it down, but I've seen them in. Playing situations in the playoffs, slow it down and definitely make timely key buckets. I seen John Morant and Steven Adams in that pick and roll work that magic. So for me, the X factor for Minnesota is d His inconsistency, if he if he comes up and he's that d ice in the vein, d it's definitely going to give Memphis some trouble. But I like Memphis' defense. I like the depth. I like the fact that even though John Morant can have a bad game, there's other guys that's, like Tyus Jones, Desmond Bain, Kyle Anderson, that can step up for you and give you big-time possessions and big-time minutes. So for me, Memphis being the deeper team, having that one glaring guy that's superstar level, I'm going to take Memphis in six, but I think it'll be an entertaining series. So and in, you let Cat off the hook a lot. I don't care about his splits. He needs to play good. He needs I to play good. I think as
0: long as he plays hard,
2: I'm no, fine. No, we ain't here. He's a got, superstar. He another thing
1: course. you're saying is, which makes sense, yes, because you look at the Grizzlies, they're the best rebounding team in the league. They led the league in rebounds <coughs> per game. And another interesting stat is Memphis, excuse me, Minnesota led the league in points per game offensively. But right there, right behind them at – points per game where Minnesota had 115.9 was the Memphis Grizzlies. And you look at their defense, the Grizzlies defense is better than the Minnesota Timberwolves. I'm looking at the Grizzlies and very similarly to the way that I previewed the Celtics and Nets games where the Celtics play team oriented basketball. The Grizzlies are playing some of the best team oriented basketball in the Western conference. With John Morant missing games, they don't miss a beat. Where Desmond Bain, Jaron Jackson, these guys step up. Now you add Dylan Brooks back into the lineup. Your best perimeter defender now returns to the team. That's only adding to their defensive presence. I think there's going to be a great series. Minnesota, no disrespect to them. They have great star talent. But star talent doesn't always necessarily translate to winning basketball. I think I'm looking at the Grizzlies. And I think that they're a better all-around team. I'm going with the Grizzlies in six.
0: You said Grizzlies in what? Six. Casuals. <laughs>
1: <laughs> I think it'd
2: be. I think it'd be a tough. I think it'd be a really it, but, fun but series. But the
1: thing that really disappoints me is that we've gotten to the point where the Grizzlies are becoming underrated.
2: How so?
1: Because teams. because the, no, I'm the Grizzlies. Oh, I'm
2: sorry. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm thinking you said the Tim. No, I understand. No, I don't think the Grizzlies. People have the Grizzlies after the Suns. The Grizzlies I coming out know, the west.
1: People are sleeping on the Grizzlies and and. and them not getting out the first round is just speaking president to that fact that people are underrating the Grizzlies. No,
0: it's because people that are picking Timberwolves to win – are the people that watched every single matchup and saw the Timberwolves match up well against them and play them well and made Ja Morant struggle. 100%. And ja Morant they, and his they,
1: games they, versus the Timberwolves only averaged 20 points. And they so can I'm do, with you. But the, they're more than...
2: It's just something about playoff
1: jaw that makes me think differently.
2: No
0: doubt. And they're you more than... have playoff Edwards yet, trust me. know it's coming. never... It it's doesn't coming. exist. And oh, it's, trust me, it's going to happen. Ja Morant
2: averaged 30 points against the best again, defense in the league. Edwards no average
0: 35. It's more than just Ja
1: Morant, this team. That's why I'm looking at the Grizzlies and their depth and the team basketball that they play. I'm going with the Grizzlies. Tims are
0: more than just their top guy, too.
1: The reason why they were able to get past the Clippers was because D'Lo and Anthony went into that zone.
0: Yeah, their top guy was Cat, though. Supposed to be. They got locked. Yeah. And then the two other stars stepped up. And, stars. and the Stars. So that that's you're what can happen for, with Tim. The big thing
1: that you're saying for Carl Anthony Towns that he needs to do, the Grizzlies are the best at in terms of rebounding the basketball. So I do have my concerns with that aspect of things. If Cat's going to struggle, which is a possibility. Cat needs to be that guy. He needs to Not be. Not that guy.
0: No, he, he doesn't. No. Guy. I don't think Cat needs to be the leading scorer in this series Not a leading scorer,
2: but he needs to play well, bro. On the offensive end, he needs to play well for them to have a I think it's shot. more
0: important for him to play well defensively than offensively in this series. He's
2: an he's an
0: offensive machine, bro. Okay. I understand what you're saying, but D'Lo averaged 30 against this team. He has ice in his veins. I'm telling you, Edwards, he's going to have a big-time series. He's going to have a big-time series. He's the Ant-Man. That's who he is. That's who he is.
1: <laughs> I'm not saying, listen, I like Anthony Edwards.
0: <laughs> Me too. And the way you guys are just shrugging your shoulders. You like, shoulder. like, like Memphis. You I like Memphis.
1: I love the experience. I
2: love the, the top guy. I love his depth. I like the defense. I like the rebounding. I like the way they
0: all play for each other, play together. I love it. And I love the coach. You talked about underrated teams. Well, the most underrated team in the West is the Warriors, quite frankly. It's not <coughs> they the Grizzlies. Don't have coming out the West. People have kind of cast the Warriors aside because after their hot start, they kind of went on a cold streak when Draymond went out. For sure. And Steph was injured and then Clay's finding his way back. Yeah. They're all here now, though, and they're facing the Nuggets, um, because Jokic is so great. I contemplated him winning two games in this series, but I have Warriors in five.
2: Keys told me Nuggets in seven. I screenshot it. This is this,
0: <laughs> to me. This series is Warriors in five. Like the Warriors are just a better team all around. I don't think there's no debate about it.
2: you done.
0: Pretty much. I have. I actually have to. Uh, clean out my nose, so that's why I'm passing it over.
2: Oh, okay, cool, cool. So I'm going to, you know, <laughs> you know me. <sighs> You're right. They were underrated the best team in the West. And it's very weird because when injuries started, before injuries started to derail this team, they were the most dominant team in the league, you know. And it's it's weird. I remember the stretch, you know. beating Phoenix, Christmas, then going out there and giving Memphis hell. It was just it was just a bunch of it was just a bunch of then Draymond goes down. Injuries, the only thing that's been stopping the Warriors have been injuries. Steph hasn't played with Clay yet. Clay hasn't played with Dre. They, the Big Four has not played together. They played one game, right? Draymond. No, it was eleven minutes. They Jeez. played eleven minutes together. The Big Four hasn't played, but now you add in the Big Four is healthy. You add in the proper guys that surround them. Iggy's healthy, Otto Porter. Is the Big Jordan Four Poole. Andrew Wiggins? He's, yes. He's the fourth guy. <laughs> You add in the, the, the additions, <laughs> he's definitely, undoubtedly the fourth no, guy. Facts, yeah. Facts. So you add in the additions. Although I'm shocked. No, 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 yeah. All star, I got respect. Wiggins, I got. He I mean, you all-star. got you got Jordan. I mean, the you want to say the fifth guy? I, can say, I, I can say five. I could say five. I could do that <laughs> if you really want me to do it. But I didn't want to do it, so I wasn't gonna do it. All right, all right. But yeah, Denver. Credit to Joker. Incredible season. Historic season. He just teams banged up. I don't think they. I don't think Austin Rivers and. Composo is going to stop Steph Curry on fifty percent. Doesn't really matter to me. Um, Clay Poole, they're going to have their fun. Out of respect for the Joker, I can see this going six games because he's just so dominant. He can just change the flow of the game. He's kind of like a seven foot Luca, where he's just so dominant on the offensive end. So I can see this going six or five games. Off the strength of the Joker, but the Warriors are healthy. I think right now it's about getting that chemistry. Let's go, bro. With the big walk, four. Hand toes. No dog walk. And Memphis is up it's the next. Same thing. All right. I like to get a little more disrespectful, though. It's dog walk. <laughs> Memphis is. We're coming. But now that the Warriors are fully healthy, they should be viewed at the top with the Suns, with the Grizzlies, because they are just as good but as those teams. They're not
1: necessarily healthy yet. You still got Steph Curry. He's got to get his basketball shape, get the condition. Well, they're healthy
2: as in they're, play, they're about to play definitely, together. So definitely. they should be viewed at the top of those two teams. But I, I got uh, Warriors in five five or six games. I still respect the Joker. He's
1: Warriors incredible. in? Five. Five. Okay. So I'm under the similar belief as you guys. Yes, the Warriors have gotten to the point where injuries have derailed people's perception of who they actually are. And now you have Steph Curry returning. The reason why I have this series going six games is because – we're unsure of how Steph Curry is going to come back, if he's going to be immediately in basketball shape. I think it's going to take a couple games, couple games, no more than that, for him to really get in the, the flow of things, really start to see Steph Curry be Steph Curry. I wouldn't be shocked if Steph Curry was Steph Curry game one. But it's the first time he's returning after a acute a, a stint off of, off of playing in the NBA. But once this team's all healthy, you're 100% right. They're right up there with the top guys in the Western Conference. I'm going to shock you guys. I have the Warriors winning, believe it or not. But um, no, <laughs> not I, I have I have the Warriors winning in six solely because Jokic and the amazing things that he can do on the basketball court. Night in, night out, this guy contends with every single team, regardless of who it is, just because of how great that he is, regardless of the supporting cast. So I give him that respect of two games because he's that great. But we saw it last year where he can get blanked and they don't win and they take him out of a game. But this is a different team that don't have... Guys that can defend against Jokic, which is why I believe they'll get two games. So, Warriors in six.
0: I wish I can give them two games. <clears throat> the Warriors just have way too much depth. and They do, man. Jokic on the season has a 16.3 point differential, which is by far the best in the NBA. The Nuggets are so bad without him. The team that... the. Team, the team that the Nuggets drop off against the most when Jokic is all off the court is the Warriors. Jokic has a 22.3 point differential versus the Warriors. See, so I mean, without Jokic, even if he's out two minutes, what well, we've seen the Warriors <laughs> in two, three minutes go on 10 0 runs, it's over. I'm Steph Curry, Clay Thompson, Wiggins, Draymond, Kayvon Looney, who's not a bad defender. Jordan Poole Otto Porter Kaminga Like The list goes on
2: GP don't please don't forget You gotta GP. see
1: Draymond Get back to Draymond Yo
2: you know what's crazy You know Kevon Looney's actually One of the best Joker stoppers In the NBA
1: Really Yes That's nuts Like
2: uh, Joker drops off 12% From his average When Joker, uh, Looney's guarding Which is like one of the best In the league Did not know that It was actually shocking Because it looks like he gets cooked All the time So
1: That is shocking It is
2: And that, that was with no Draymond All year
1: Okay or maybe.
3: Maybe. No, well, Listen gonna, again, we saw last no, they're gonna season. They're going to lose regardless. This is Thank a
2: Dame you. in Portland. They're going to lose regardless. No, no. I
0: think it's I think two two of the Noxie and
1: 7's crazy. Three <laughs> crazy.
0: three of the games in this series will be competitive. Two of them will be blowouts Warriors. I agree. Two of the three of them will be competitive, two will be blowouts. That first
2: one might be competitive. First game, game 1 cuz stuff. And they're going to target
0: more. Jokic on defense. Like that's just as simple as that. You're going to put him in pick and roll situations. You're going to make him move a lot. So offensively. And your
1: theory of whether he's a great defender or not is going to come into fruition. We're really going to see it.
0: Well, when he does so much on offense, he kind of nah, can't do no that much. <laughs> I mean, they would do the same thing to Giannis. Oh. They would cook Giannis. Ooh.
1: Listen, we went down this road where you doubted Giannis.
0: Don't do it again. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> I might. I'm thinking about it. Don't the Warriors. Listen, I got them winning this series. You, you learned your lesson earlier in the season. Eh, had them as my fourth seed.
1: They ended up being the what? Third. third. Did the Mavs pass them or they got back? No, uh, the, Mavs the third. Okay, pass them. The all third right, seed. All right. with injuries, by yep, the way. Yep, yep, yep. No, no, no doubt. Yep, yep, yep.
0: But you didn't have them as contenders. They dominated your, your top I did, dogs.
1: I had them as contenders. They I dominated your the top seed. dogs. They did. Yeah, for sure. But, but uh, who was your first seed? Uh, yeah,
2: LA. The Clippers? 65 wins? No? no, no. The 65 wins. That was his first team,
1: bro. The
0: Clippers? The Lakers. Right.
1: <laughs> I think the Suns were this your second pre- oh, Come on. It's preseason things for a reason. You know, now that casual. we adjust, we have the Suns and we have Milwaukee. and that's That was an immense casual take. That was 65 late. wins.
2: That I was... No, you were being a casual. You were. You were being a thousand percent. And if Gavin. you
1: think that I give a rat's ass... I'm sure you that's don't. That's on you. That's why
0: you're a real one. Thank you. Oh... I ain't going to do that to you and Kim.
2: Come on, man. Millions of
1: people watching.
0: Let's recap our Eastern Conference and Western Conference first round winners. So these are Eastern Conference uh, playoff series winners for the first round. Heat versus the Cavs or Hawks. I got the Heat in, in four versus the Cavs at the face of Hawks. The Heat in six. Then the Sixers versus Raptors. I have the Raptors in six games. I think it's. This series is heavy, heavily reliant on James Harden, and I don't trust James Harden right now. I just don't at all. Celtics versus Nets, I have the Nets in six. I could see it going seven. I'll actually go seven. I have the Nets in seven. People forget that with Kevin Durant, the Nets are 36-19, and which would be first in the Eastern Conference. Currently, they'd have the best winning percentage in the East. I have the Nets in seven. And Bucks versus Bulls, I think Bucks in four.
2: And for me, I'm going to start off, I have the Heat in five against the Cavs, who I think are about to win right now. And if the Hawks do come back, I got the Heat in six against the Hawks. And the next matchup, Philly and Toronto, you know, I think Harden's going to, you know, basically come up and be better than what he used to be. So for me, I got Philly in six. I think Philly will pull out that one. Then Boston and the Nets, I got the Nets in six. I think Katie and Kyrie are going to do their thing. And then, of course, the Bucs and the Bulls. I have the Bucs in a sweep four games.
1: Damn. I hate to hear that. Uh, so for me, in the Eastern Conference, I do have the Heat beating regardless of who they play, whether it be the Hawks or the Cavaliers, in five games. Next coming up, I have the Celtics versus the Nets. I have the Celtics beating them in six games. No, excuse me. I have the Celtics beating the Nets in seven games. However, I do believe that there's a possibility the Celtics could win in five Next, I have the Bucs sweeping the Bulls, unfortunately, Riv. I'm sorry for you, King. And Sixers versus Raptors. I do have the Raptors winning in six. I do have my concerns with James Harden's play of recently. I think Embiid's going to dominate regardless, but there's a world where we see Embiid average 30, and they still lose.
0: For our Western Conference playoff round one predictions, the Suns versus Pelicans or or, um, Clippers, Suns in four, Dallas versus Utah, I think Dallas should be cautious with Luka's injury. I wouldn't play him this series. I think Jazz win in five. Golden State versus Denver. You got to give Jokic one or two games, but the Warriors just a better team top to bottom. Warriors in five. And then Memphis versus Minnesota. Minnesota will shock the world and win this series in seven games. For me,
2: I got the Suns if they play the Pals. Suns in four. If they play the Clippers, I got the Suns in six. Of course, I got to show that love to my boys if poor George does play. And then, of course, going up the Warriors and the Nuggets, I have the Warriors in five. Out of respect for the Joker, I'm definitely going to get from that one game. Utah and Dallas, I have Utah in 6 whether Luka plays or not. I just I believe in Utah. I still think they could turn it around. And then Memphis and Tims, I have the Memphis in 6. Jazz going to come out and get that win.
1: So. Okay, so for me, I have the sun sweeping regardless whether it be the Clippers or the Pelicans. Mavs versus the Utah Jazz without Luka Doncic. I don't believe that Luka should suit up a single game this series. And with that being said, given Dallas's defensive presence, I give them the courtesy of still winning two games, but unfortunately for the Mavericks, the Jazz are going to win that series in six. Next, moving on, I have the Grizzlies beating the Timberwolves in six games. I look at the Grizzlies, and they're just a better, more team-oriented team, and without a doubt, they're coming away with that one. No disrespect to the Timberwolves. They've had a fantastic season. Now, lastly, the Warriors are getting past the Nuggets in six games with Steph Curry's return. This should be a, a, a pretty easy series for the Warriors. However, you got to give Jokic that courtesy, given the fact that he is the MVP this season. More 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 likely than not, the MVP this season. He keeps them in every single game that they play, game in, game out. And I'll give him the courtesy of two games, but Warriors in six.
0: So that's going to do it for episode 172 of the Pick Aside Podcast. You can follow us on Instagram and TikTok at Pick Aside Podcast on Twitter at Pickaside Pod. You can shop our merch at PickasidePodcast.com. And we do have a special guest coming on the show sooner rather than later. We're supposed to come on this show, but you know, business time things. Exactly. Yeah. Schedules. (laughs) Exactly. But we're gonna have that guest on the show soon. So stay tuned for that. Thank you for listening and/or watching, and we'll see you. Next time.